You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to the one-year anniversary of Ring Post Radio. I am your host for the past year, Ryan Nightseen. With me, joining me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, welcome to the show. Welcome to our celebration uh, of one year around the sun together. You know, I think making it one year is always impressive because how many podcasts, like, stop? just stop like at any time mm-hmm. like whether it's oh let's skip one week oh let's skip two weeks oh let's never do this again like that is a thing that happens to a lot of people of course yeah so yeah you know, obviously we missed a week or two here and there um not that many though we've usually made up for it at the beginning we did i remember that okay um, because, but for the most part we've made up for it yeah um i think you know we've had multiple aw pay-per-view reviews mm-hmm. we've had an interview episode you know yep. we we've been able to make up for it in the past year so i think we're on track here uh we're entering year two looking to grow in every single way but we thank all those who have been here yes since, you know day one listening to us talk about nonsense um and yeah, I think the other impressive thing is we've never had, you know, different hosts. It's never been without one of us. It's never been, you know, one of us with someone else to, you know, just to fill in the week. We've made sure it's this this wonderful one-two combo every single weekend. And uh, it, it's appreciated for from the people that are listening uh, because, you know, without them, this doesn't make it a year. Oh, 100%. 100%. Our, 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 our podcasting relationship uh, does not uh, include outsiders. Uh, we, don't have, we don't need to spice up the bedroom with uh, an outside podcaster. Is that what you're insinuating? Yeah, come on now. <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need that. We don't need that jazz because uh, we're good. Um, you know, uh, it's very much. It's interesting. Uh, it, like, we've talked about it several times that, like, I've never felt like a year has passed like i've never had a moment of just like there's been multiple moments where we're like whoa it's been six months whoa it's been nine months holy crap uh whoa it's been a year you know it's just suddenly it's never felt like it's been a long time um and i mean maybe it's a year long time i don't know but you know it's never felt like a long time it's always been breezy beautiful cover goal i will say um you want to know good for instance like sure uh, within our year, yeah, CM Punk and Brian Danielson have joined AEW. Yep, Vince McMahon has retired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quote unquote. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, Ring of Triple Honor H died. Has, Ring of Honor Triple died. Has, <laughs> no, this is this is my favorite one. Triple H has watched NXT get fucking murdered and then turned back into and and now taken back over the company mm-hmm. you watch it get turned into a, a colorful rainbow yep you gotta take it back we've watched uh 
We've watched like Noah crown like seven old guys as world champion. Um, we've watched Ring of Honor die and then come back to life. We watched Ring of Honor die and then come back to life. Them and Triple H have a lot of common. Uh, <laughs> we've and I mostly be professionally. I do. I you know kind of forgot that Triple H almost did die. Uh, so that's my bad. Um, we've seen Stardom become a major promotion. Uh-huh. Uh, we've uh-huh. seen countless wrestlers just get signed and ah oh, man we've seen Un- unsigned at least to come back <laughs> much, uh, much like much much like triple h uh we've seen, we've seen, yeah, seen yeah, stephanie yeah. mcmahon leave the company and then come back yeah yeah within weeks within weeks <laughs> like a, uh, we've we've seen a lot within yeah. a year i don't think we could have asked for a better year to start a podcast about no it, everything it weirdly perfectly timed because like I, I was listening uh to our very first episode which came out i'm sorry which <laughs> no it was good actually it, it holds up uh it came out august 8th so technically our one university is technically tomorrow but we're not recording tomorrow folks uh but uh like in that episode we're talking about like yeah, CM Punk's coming in around the corner, and apparently maybe we're talking about the potential of Adam Cole showing up as well when his contract's oh, up. Yeah. Brian Danielson rumored to come in. Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho coming in. Uh, it's a good time. Like every anniversary show, year of reflection's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's like on wrestling itself. It's fascinating. It's certainly fascinating, yeah. and I think we've done. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, Scotty. It's been a lot, of, a lot of funny, a lot of fun, a lot of good times, a lot of nights, a lot, a lot of wine drunks. Um, I think there's been like four of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of and a lot of hot boys during the summer. You know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We we became house of torture stands. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've done we've done a lot. We've adopted the we've adopted the purple, as you can see. Yes, this the purple. Like I I don't think. I don't think I would trade any first year in. I think this has been exactly <laughs> it's been it's been it's been as good as possible. If yeah. we have anything close to this for the next year, then oh oh god. Well I thank you I thank <laughs> well, you I for might be worried. <laughs> I thank you for saying yes to doing a podcast with me, Scotty. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh it's been great. It's been a great time. Uh but I do have a game prepared for us as well, based oh, on that episode. Boy. Uh, at first now, episode now since you made the game is it a game for me <laughs> yes yes it's a game okay. for you it's uh almost it's trivia basically uh oh, from boy. from the first episode from a year ago and so i don't have any music so i'll just play this hot boy summer they bring the torture down <laughs> Show uses a wrench, <laughs> and then there's Dick Togo, and you, Jiraho, because it's Hot Boy Summer. Hot Boy Summer. Hot Boy Summer. Hot Boy Summer. I've had a lot of crack moments. <laughs> And I don't know if that takes the cake or not, but that's high up there. It's it's high up there in my in my regard. It is the pinnacle. I, th- I think that there's you know there's the pinnacle in wrestling, but there's the pinnacle in podcast media. And I think that was it. I think that's oh the yeah, that's another good one. MJF has like retired. <laughs> Whatever's happening with that, <laughs> Sasha Banks and, and Naomi left. Sasha Banks and Naomi left WWE and are probably gonna go back. <laughs> oh yeah. 
god, I probably are going to go back. Uh, but yes, so I got a game here today uh, based off of our first episode. We listened to it. And so this is multiple choice trivia, four options, oh, uh, just a couple of questions, trivia. just a couple of questions. So uh, we'll see what, Jesus Christ, my smoke alarm just went off. Jesse, are you okay? Okay. That was, that the, was, we almost had a very, very quick this, one year anniversary episode. The, the summer was so hot, it burned down my house, apparently. Hot boy summer. <laughs> well, I got a game here. Got a game here. Uh, so, uh, first question this is the first thing Scotty did in Ring Post oh, Radio geez. history. Uh, a, number A, did he talk about Joshi? B, did he come in squeaking? C, did he start coughing? D, laugh at one of my jokes. Definitely not that one. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I remember with A. Talk about Joshi? Yeah. Eh, incorrect. Come in squeaking. The very first thing you did was adjusted your microphone and squeaked so loud. You and I talked about oh, that for five minutes. Apparently. I could, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know what that meant. That's fair. <laughs> you know, it means whatever it means. You know, it's it's whatever it means in I your heart. So. I should have probably guessed that because it's like, oh, that makes no sense to me. Um, that's probably what it is. Th- that first episode, we did like a, a State of the Union, State of Wrestling Union oh, yes. uh, episode. So uh, we talked about a bunch of different promotions. Uh, these. So the next question is, two people Scotty believed should be the cornerstone of Impact Wrestling. Uh, this is oh, no. this is your thoughts in August of 2021 that you believe should Chris be the cornerstone. Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Uh, so A is Ace Austin and Josh Alexander. Oh, that might be it. B is Josh Alexander and Chris Bay. Oh. C is Chris Sabin and Eric Young. <laughs> no. D, D is Chris Bay and Moose. Oh, shoot. Oh, Alexander Chris Bay. Ding, 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 ding. That is correct. B, Josh Alexander and Chris Bay. Did that hold one of them, right? Did that hold up? Did that hold up (laughs) in a year later? Chris, Chris Bay is very underutilized. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's still there. He's still there Uh, a year later. Shockingly still in Bullet Club. Still in, yeah, I believe he joined Bullet Club around that time because Jay White was in Impact at the time. Uh, so he was certainly there. So, but Josh Alexander has certainly become a cornerstone of Impact, I believe. I stand by that. I stand by that. I would. I would include also Ace if we had to pick a third person. Ace Austin Ace. Yeah, I would Austin probably. Ace. I would probably put in. And then number four, of that course, should, that should be his. Uh, you should change his name to that. Austin Ace. I am Austin Ace. <laughs> I am the Ace of the Austin verse. Um, next question. Uh, what did we originally say about evil? A, bad. <laughs> a, love him. This is a pro-evil podcast. B, nope. no opinion. C, hate him and his Bullet Club stuff. C. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. <laughs> and we changed our tune per our prerogative to become, of course, Evil Stands. Which is weird to say, to say Evil Stands. But we do. We stand our evil lord and all that he stands for. Only only real ones know of the days of Takaki Watanabe. Yeah. I think, I think that's his real name. I don't really know. Only Enzo and Mores know, know that. Real ones. 
Are you doing the? Is it, yeah, you doing yeah, the? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, doing the stance? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Um, Scotty's prediction on the Raw versus AEW ratings by the end of 2021. You predicted this, saying in that show that this is what I, you think will be the ratings at the end of 2021. Is it A? Oh, Raw will continue to beat AEW. B. They'll be neck and neck. Or C. AEW will have passed Raw. I might have got ballsy here. But I'm going to go with B. <laughs> womp, womp. No, it is C. AWF passed Raw, which at Didn't the Didn't they t- beat Raw once? Um, beat Raw times. Not consistently. If they did, it was like a one-off. Oh, that means I was right. <laughs> I guess, I guess. I mean, it was not, yeah, not consistently beating Raw. But at a certain point, I mean, we didn't, we didn't at the time expect Raw to have like, uh, a, a bottom to the ratings of like two million people, you know? Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Because yeah. it's kind of been like that, that is not their bottom. They got further down than that. You know, like one point seven. That's true. That they, is very true. They stunk. Yes, they they but they never able to go too too much farther down beyond that. And and AEW has also weirdly hit a ceiling of a million total viewers that they haven't really been able to fully get over over the hump on uh consistently mm-hmm. um we uh obviously talked about a bunch of shows but at the end of it we just did a rundown of grading shows um grading grading different promotions like AEW, wwe nxt stardom uh including indie shows like pwg which uh we said at the time should have a streaming service still doesn't um Sad. We also talked about GCW and gave a grade for GCW. So, what was our original grade for GCW? Was it A? A. Was it B? B. Was Maybe. it C? C. Or is it D? D. It definitely wasn't D. Well, the middle two. This is August of 2021. Hmm. I'm gonna go with B. That was like Cardona time, wasn't it? Ding 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 yeah. ding ding! It was yeah. B, and it you specifically Who knew that was going to be their peak. You specifically cited Cardona for you giving it a B. You, you <laughs> when you were, when I listened to it, you specifically said B because they got Cardona in there, and he knows what he's doing. Uh, it's true. Look at that. Look at look at that. One year later, I knew what was up. <laughs> I I still know what's up. They they literally peaked with that story. They haven't been good since. Yeah, that has been fantastic. Um, well, I believe I only have six questions here, and I believe you've had three correct, two wrong. Two wrong. So yeah, you're either going to tie it or win it all here. Um, so this was uh, obviously us coming up with names for Ring Post Radio. We had a bunch of names, and so I'm going to ask you what were some of the. Uh, I'm going to ask you what are they, but we have the options here for what were the alt names for Ring Post Radio originally. A, Pro Wrestling Global. B, The Notebook. C, The Bull and the Bear Podcast. Or D, Ryan and Scotty Family Fun Hour. And only one of them was right? Is that what you're saying? Only one of these are right? Uh, maybe. What, what are you thinking? If not, if not, it's A or B. What are you thinking? Uh, what are, you, are you thinking it's more than one? Yeah, I feel like I remember two of them. Which ones do you remember? The A and B. Pro Wrestling Global and the Notebook. Yeah. Oh, what's your what's your guess? 
I'm gonna go with A because the notebook's a movie. <laughs> ding 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 ding! I'll take it either way. The answer is all four of them were alternate names we had. No way! I don't know. Okay. okay. So time out, time out. you time you pitched Pro Wrestling Global. Okay, that I, sucks. But it's on okay. the on the episode where t- we talk about how you're more of an optimist and I'm more of a pessimist when it comes to like wrestling at the time. And so we, mm. I, I jokingly said that maybe we should be more of like a bull and bear thing, but then that would make uh, our show sound like it was an e- economy podcast. Um, and then I also, at one point in time, gave you a list of podcast names that included Ryan and Scotty Family Fun Hour and also included The Notebook. Uh, and I wrote, in okay. thir- and I, at the time, I wrote in parentheses with Ryan Gosling. Uh, and you said that was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh if I could go, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would pick that one. <laughs> I would pick the Notebook with Ryan with, with Ryan Gosling with a tiny with tiny without just. We <laughs> might have been lying, but it's okay. No, that actually is true. I think I think that after one year, Scotty, I think it's okay to reveal to the audience that Ryan Gosling has been on the Zoom call with us the entire time, yes. every recording. Uh, yes, he's, that's he, why I'm always cracked. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're nervous in front of your childhood hero. Childhood here, yeah, he was great in Remember the Titans as the. Uh, was he in? The, was Ryan Gosling in Remember the Titans? Guy. Yeah, of course he was. I don't. Re- I don't. Even, I don't think I've ever seen Remember the Titans. Now that I think of it, well, that. there's your first problem. <laughs> God, I'm a failure. I, I, I already have to end this podcast. Oh, jeez! Well, after one year, we have to end it because the I haven't post seen radio. He was over. Alan ba- Bosley. He invented hair yeah. in 2000. Already, I'm just gonna be like Michael Cole when the streak ended. Ring post rating. Whoa, two years, a year prior to that, or a couple years prior to that, he was in a TV show called Young Hercules, where he played Hercules. I'm gonna say this as nice as possible. We don't have time for this, Ryan. No, this is this is important. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta send this to you. It's over. It's over. He's gone. I gotta send this. He's gone. You gotta look at this picture of Ryan Gosling as Hercules. Uh... It's fan. It's a fantastic shot. Everyone at home, please Google "Young Hercules" with Ryan Gosling. It is. I can't believe you're sending this. Look Thank at this you. picture. It Thank is, you so much. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic oh picture. God. Well, again, thank you everybody for joining oh. us for Ring Post Radio one year anniversary. We got a lot of show <laughs> ahead of us. Um, an unbelievable amount of show in front of us uh, at this point in time, but. It- uh, I am excited to get into it. We're going to be talking about, uh, if we can get to it, we'll have talking about Impact Emergence as a show this Friday. It's an Impact Plus show, but pretty decent cover here. Wrestling? Yeah, it turns out we are. Not just Ryan Gosling and Hercules, uh, even though I could talk about that all day, uh, but I don't know if you want to. Um, I mean, look at the I picture. He looks, like, he looks like the Deep um, from The Boys a little bit. Like, the costume looks oh, like he's yeah. the Deep. I see it. It's, I see it. It's it's right there. I gotta I gotta watch clips of this at some point later in the day. So I'm gonna just just know that this is what I'm be watching later in my day. Um, we're gonna talk about Impact Emergence. They have a show coming up this Friday. Uh, G1 Climax update. Things are starting to heat up now that we're more than halfway through. Um, that sounded like a slam, but it wasn't. Uh, preview the N1 victory Noah's sort of G1 tournament starting up this Thursday. Uh, Ric Flair's last match review. Uh, I mean, talking about AEW Battle of the Belts. Before we get to all of that, we have a couple little news items that we're going to talk about here. 
First off was just roster updates. Triple H is it was told by Fightful Select that Triple H is getting uh, not slowing. I believe the term was uh, keeping the foot on the pedal um, on terms of roster uh, resurgences. You know, bringing people into the uh, bringing people back into the fold for WWE. One of those people we saw on Friday was Karrion Cross and Scarlett uh, showing back up in WWE, inserting himself right into the world title picture. NXT push be damned. Um, so Karrion Cross is back, uh, and Triple H is looking, as head of talent relations, looking to hire more and more people back in WWE. How do you feel about Karrion Cross, and how do you f- and who do you think WWE and who do you think Triple H is going to bring back in to the fold? Uh, how do I feel about Karrion Cross? Hmm. Good question. Great question. Um, he he makes sense. Obviously, um, their roster, you know, desperate need of pretty much anyone. Um, now that Scarlet's with him, he automatically like has a better presence on the show than when he first debuted. I get it. I wasn't shocked by it, though. I did sit there thinking, I was like, wow, you know, if Samoa Joe didn't sign with AEW, this would be Samoa Joe. One thousand percent this would be some other show i i didn't even like it wasn't even a question to me that that would have been him and i was like man we could have got some other world champion in wwe finally such a shame that we had to wait up for so long uh but yeah cross uh good for him obviously he didn't hook on anywhere necessarily and now he gets to go where he really had his most success uh under the lead of triple h so good for him good for scarlet um I forgot how great the entrance song was. I did forget that. It does slap that. a little bit. It does. It does yeah. have a little slap in there. Um, having him become a world champion, questionable. But I mean, I, the, I saw people being like, "This is what you get for Warren Triple H back," and I was like, "Well, to be fair, I never asked for this, and I got Bailey, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai. So like, I already won. Yeah, I already personally won. So." Uh, and when it comes to who he's bringing back, so Johnny Gargano, obviously. But here's the thing. There's not a lot of people he can bring back. A lot of them have signed with either AEW or Impact or New Japan. Uh, shout out Bronson Reed, Jonah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's that's the whole thing. It's like, how many? who can he bring back? So I think it's Johnny Gargano, obviously. I think that's an easy-peasy one, assuming. Um I'm thinking maybe Tegan Knox if she wants to wrestle again. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good kind of safe bet because obviously that division could still use name and she was really solid and he always liked her. Um, who the hell else is out there? Uh, uh he so- can he can go back and in, into the control your narrative verse and take up the Titan, Adam Shear or EC three, maybe. I never well, I never saw Braun Strowman as a I think triple H guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think of people who are available that Tony Khan was like, nah, I'm good. Maybe I could see if uh, he comes back to wrestling, maybe Biff Busick, um, Oni mm. Lorcan. Mm-hmm. I could see him as a potential name. I uh, let the, me look at this list. I think the big yes. one that everyone's talking about is Bray Wyatt. What do you think about the chances of oh, Bray Wyatt? I could definitely see that happen. Yeah. I can see I, the Bray Wyatt I, I returning. I forgot he was a person. <laughs> well, he's a demon, to be fair. 
he's a fiend. Well, it depends which one we're talking about. I can see Bray Wyatt returning, but I don't know if he would return as the fiend. I don't know if Triple H would necessarily want him to do that. No, no, I think he'd be. I think he'd be Bray Wyatt. Um, hmm. Let's see who else is here. I'm trying to think of let's other see. names. I mean, the big other big ones are, of course, Sasha Banks and Naomi, which well, we kind yeah. of talked about. I think they come back, but they're still set. I think, as far as I'm concerned, they're still signed. Yeah, there. Well, there has been other reports, like Dave confirmed saying that they were Sasha Banks was one hundred percent released, uh, but you know it is what it is. We'll we'll find out. I don't know if we'll get an answer until the end of the year, or it's going to be like uh that sort of thing where they do the battle the uh, not battle the belts. They do a tournament for the tag titles. Io Shirai and Io Sky, sorry, and Dakota Kai win, and then Naomi and Sasha Banks yeah. come out at the end of it, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so few people available. If Tyler Breeze wants to come back, I'm sure he's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, yeah, I mean, there's also but, a good chance that he just doesn't bring it back. Everybody. I mean, no, but like, there's not a lot of people to bring back to begin with. So it's like, it's also true. how many people does he want to bring back? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, people are gonna like this, but you could always toss out like certain free agents that he's never had affiliation with as well. Yeah. Um, like indie free agents not like i'm not saying him, this guy necessarily but like that bandito type class like oh yeah kind of prominent free agents that all those ring of honor people that didn't yeah that didn't the, the guys that he was signing for nxt um obviously there's a big batch of ring of honor people that weren't re-signed mm-hmm. so um or brought in to begin with so there's that too but i guess that's the fun of it uh there's a lot of possibilities i think johnny gargano is obviously the biggest layup though of yeah. them all. i think that's that's a slam dunk layup sl- into a slam dunk uh of a, of a pick and i appreciate what johnny gargano's done he's taking the time out to be a dad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he could have probably went to any company he wanted to truthfully like i see people all the time oh he didn't go to AEW. they must not want him i was like i doubt it they literally wanted everyone like they 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 signed fucking two dimes who's a waste of fucking space so they they clearly want everyone this you know, guy's on my tv every single tv show and i i'm about to lose it he i like how i like him in the factory i feel like that's a good spot for him if you're gonna put him anywhere yeah, it's a you great know spot I, but I, I like how they bring him into the factory and then the factory just becomes a mafia group you know mm-hmm. it's I don't, I don't know what that was so quickly just became a mafia i was like that's very yeah. uh all right Whatever. I can't. I can't say this enough, but keep them on dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other news that happened was just a Warner Media Discovery meetings call where they're talking about how they want to still still continue to cut three million dollars out of their budget, um, and they're you know bringing down m- movies left and right, taking merging their Discovery Plus and HBO Max. This is stuff they've already been talking about. But it became another question for people about whether or not uh, AEW will be able to get uh, one a, their TV rights deal, a, you know, doubled up, and two, if they get it again, will they get any more money? Do you have any inklings or feelings on whether or not AEW will be able to retain their TV rights deal? I'm not really worried about them. Uh, they they are a they are a live weekly show that bring that is among the top every Wednesday night they're usually like 
top three in ratings. Um, mm-hmm. And listen, I know the Warner Discovery deal. They're cutting a lot. Obviously, they're cutting a lot of things that people even think are successful. Um, but I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be just fine. And if for some reason Warner Media doesn't want them, which I think they will, there's going to be someone else that wants them. Because again, they're live mm-hmm. weekly television that bring in ratings every single week. And unlike other you, professional sports. You can't sports, replicate that. Yeah. And unlike prof- other professional sports, like, you know, they have the NBA, they have hockey. AEW is way cheaper than all those other, op- yeah. other options. I mean, AEW is like $44 million uh, with the Billy to have like Ring of Honor, you know, brought in as well for yeah. maybe even more money. It, but And as proven, they brought in more viewers than the NHL mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I I think the it's the flag of people getting worried because WBD is not good, but maybe the only thing to worry about is maybe Ring of Honor doesn't get a spot. That's I fair. That. I could see I could see that. Um, I but I could see them be tossed on a HBO Max Discovery streaming service too because they seem to want they seem to have an, a vision for that. If you if anyone paid attention to that this week and. Well, I'm not necessarily saying it like live content on a streaming service is mm-hmm. another big deal. Mm-hmm. And something not a, that not a lot of people have, have that. Dude, like Peacock has it. Yep. Hulu, maybe not. Maybe I don't think. No, no yes. I think only if you have their TV deal. Hulu has live. Who has live sports as a commercial? I've seen. Okay. Okay. So Amazon. Yeah, it's like Amazon. I Amazon. Believe. Yep, they have football. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like. You want to live something? Just put, bring them on, on there. Yeah, and I've talked about it before. Is that like you know, Warner Media Discovery still has like some sort of you know uh, they have twelve point five percent in the CW. The CW has talked about that they want to go more into like a um, a live, uh, not necessarily live, but like cheap reality content. Put Ring of Honor on the CW. That'd be fine. That'd be a good. That'd be an interesting spot for Ring of Honor. Yeah, why not? I mean, that's. I mean, it's in a lot of houses. It's in a lot of houses. I mean, why not watch the CW? It's right there. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I think everyone's like worrying about something that is not necessarily a big thing to worry about. Uh, I think ultimately it's a cheap product. Um, I think the question is more of like how much more money they're, how much more money they are going to get. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a fair question. Um, but I don't know if, you know, I don't, I just don't know if like, they're going. I don't think they're going to lose their deal. I think that'd be ridiculous to think that. I think it's unless something unless something like like with Sinclair Broadcasting happens, where like Warner Media Discovery is like, oh no, it's not three million dollars. It's like three hundred million dollars we need to cut. You know, they have other content they can cut, and they've already started. <laughs> they already started. As someone that worked in Warner Media, trust me, they uh, lost a lot of money because of COVID. Uh, COVID did a huge number on them. So. They're, you know, they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to continue doing a lot of COVID policies. Um, moving on <laughs> to that part. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a fact. It's very frustrating. Um, but that's just what it is. I mean, movies and television shows have to, it's cost them a lot of money um, to do stuff. I mean, I don't care about saying this, but like the one the the tv show i was working on which i may have may or not have said before 
um, like the overall budget for COVID on the TV show was worth three episodes of television for the TV show we were doing. Matt, and now, and that's just for our own show. Obviously, they have to do that COVID policy for many other TV shows and movies around the globe for Warner Media. Uh, so imagine, you know, that's just one. Sh- that's just one network. Obviously, every other one, people are going to spend a lot of money on COVID, but COVID is a big expense, um, and especially how you handle it. And they handled it pretty well, but it cost them a lot of money, uh, and that's. One of the reasons I think why they're going down is because it cost them a lot of money. Um, so, is what it is. But um, you know, with COVID turning around, it's gonna be good for them. Probably uh, they're merging, so that's fine, I guess. And I think AEW ultimately it's gonna be fine, folks. I don't think we have to worry about it. They're cheap. They're live sports still. Um, they're they're constantly. Not constantly, but pretty typically number one on ratings on Wednesdays. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. Let's move right along to our next big topic, which is talking about the show that took place last night. It was AEW Battle of the Belts 3, um, taking place out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, in the Van Andrel Van Arena. Three title matches. Scotty, what did you think about Battle of the Belts the third? Well, this was by far the best one. Um, I don't even think that's a question because mm. the other ones have mostly been bad. So, you know, or like had zero care to them or, and don't get me wrong. This one had limited care to it as well as the uh, two of the matches weren't announced until this week on TV. And the other match was just announced because they just needed to toss something on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think you have the best match in the, in the very short history of the event and you have a feud that is playing over time with the women's title and you have a good TNT champion. It makes for a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was a good hour of AEW television once again. Yeah. I don't think any of the matches were bad here. I don't recall if any of the matches were bad in the past two battle of the belts. The first one was Sammy versus I just know Sammy Guevara beat Scorpio sky. Oh yeah. That one was, that one was not that fun. That was, that was also the only title change by the way, in the nine match history of battle of belts, the only title yeah. change was well, uh, we have the interim title too with Sammy yeah. and Dustin member. That's true. That's true. Cody got COVID. Cody did get COVID. That was the first one. I'm looking also at the no, poster. Cody's not here. I'm looking at the poster. Of the, that's also another thing for the year. Uh, I'm looking at the poster of <laughs> Battle of the Belts 1, and uh, the poster had Penta, Phoenix, Tag Champions, Hangman Adam Page, the World Champion, Cody as TNT, and Britt as the Women's. Britt was the only person on the poster that was on this show. Yeah, the AEW World title is yet to be defended on one of these, and I think that might be its biggest problem still, but when you have the Ring of Honor title, to defend i guess that's okay because that's now been defended at two events in a row that is correct the last one was gresham versus dalton castle jonathan gresham is also one year (laughs) (laughs) uh you know i thought it was a very good show uh i don't think anything was bad here uh you know the Wardlow lethal match was you know i think it left more desire for me but ultimately the show ramped up in quality 
which I really yeah. enjoyed, obviously. That's exactly how it went. <laughs> so I, I, I think, would you would you rather have that, or would you have a show that's like peaks at the first match and then it continues to drag? Uh, no, I would rather that's have... Rampage, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it literally just explains <laughs> shows. That's literally what that show is. Does it every single week. They put the main event first, and then you're like, yeah, now you can watch the rest of this dog shit. Have you ever like noticed how often Rampage ends in like a heel standing on top sort of moment or winning a match or something? Um, it's a lot. It's a, a lot, lot often. You think it's it really is like lot top sided, lopsided uh, over there. But let's break into Battle of the Belts three. Of course, the first match was AEW TNT title match: Wardlow versus Jay Lethal. Seven minutes and twenty one seconds. Wardlow getting the win. Uh, I really enjoyed Wardlow consistently going for the power bomb and Jay Lethal constantly counteracting it you know that's it's it kind of shows obviously it shows like Jay Lethal has lots of experience to try to counteract getting out power bombed um but ultimately Wardlow eventually got it and retained the title but also to me shows that like man Wardlow needs like another he needs like the power bomb but he needs another thing beyond that or before that that sick that clothesline was deadly as hell Bam! Like that was sick. He does like he pauses a little bit. He's like, "Yep, yeah." Because I was like, because I was like watching. I was like, "What? What does he do?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, uh, lethal sold that great. Uh, yeah, I mean, more though. Here's the thing about like the match was fine. It was whatever. Um, nothing like super special, but another good defense for Wardlow. The the thing is with this is Wardlow needed that title, and that title needed Wardlow. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, and I think it's showing already like this title has interest Wardlow is you know I hate the Wardlow's world thing but he's on top of the world like this guy this guy's doing it he's doing it well mm-hmm. um and you know having him beat a guy like lethal no 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 uh small feat that's a big that's a big win for him and mm-hmm. that's how you count them up as he goes on in this reign uh my only complaint though is that we're gonna do it again like I don't, I don't yeah. need it again. It, it seems like we can move on. Like we had the one match. This isn't, this isn't a feud that I need multiple of. And if he's gonna face that and sing, then please don't do it at the pay per view. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that on a pay per view. That's that smells like a big rampage main event uh, to me. This is rampage, baby. Uh, I don't necessarily though that I can see like them doing Wardlow versus Jay Lethal. Uh, in some sort of gimmick match, maybe tables, maybe a tables match, just so you get that shot of Wardlow power bobbing lethal through a table. I'm not. I, I say that, but also remember the TNT title hasn't been defended on a pay per view in like in like months. So you know, I would try to change it up here. I, I'm sure it'll probably just be lethal and Wardlow if they do it, which is fine. I yes, guess. it is what it is. Maybe they do uh, Wardlow and Orange Cassidy versus uh, Jay Lethal. I was going to say, I could see them do a tag or trios, too. I was going to say Jay Lethal. Satnam Singh would be a good partner, but if not that, I mean, you know, there's always Jeff Jarrett. Um, Moving on to the next match. Uh, AW Women's World Title Match. Thunder Rosa defeating and retaining her title against Jamie Hayter. Coming off of a uh, boy howdy of a tag match on Wednesday. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought this Which this title defense. I want to talk what we're talking about. Oh yeah, I want to talk about this title defense too. It was also mm. really good. I don't think it was as good as not as good as a tag match for me, um, no, personally. 
but this was hard hitting. It was exactly what I wanted. Uh, everything about it was really good. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hader just t- destroyed each other, and I really enjoyed it. I have a problem with the people in attendance. Uh, so I, I read some things that were like, oh, this match wasn't all that good. It was, you know, the worst match of the show. Disagree there. Yeah. Um, Like people were down on it. And then I also heard that they were match of the year contender talk for the main event. And I just want to ask like these people, what is wrong with them? Like, what are you watching? Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That main event was really, really good. Not yeah. lying. I'm not saying it was bad or anything. It was a great match. Great match. Fantastic. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But what what was bad about this? This is one of Thunder Rosa's best defenses. My only complaint is that it ended the way it did. I wanted I wanted to keep going. That's how good I thought it was. I thought Jamie in the big spot stepped up, kind of like a lot of people expected her to. Yep. I thought Thunder Rosa was really good at you're really selling Jamie's offense. I thought, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a really a home run in a lot of ways because you put someone in there that obviously Jamie doesn't have that many wins on TV. She's, you know, she has a winning record, but that's, I don't even know where those are coming from. Yeah. I barely see her wrestle. So to me, I thought it was good effort by all, all sides, all parties. I thought, yep. you know, Tony and Britt and Rebel was eh. I thought Tony and Britt did their job on the outside mm-hmm. to really sell it. I just wish the finish was better because I thought the match was really good. Um, I thought the match had a chance. And I think if they ever were to run it back, they have a chance to get even better. Obviously, we saw their tag match. They were two of the shining parts, even though I think everyone did shine a little bit mm-hmm. in that match. I agree. Um, but yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a good effort. And it was probably... You know, you think Thunder Rosa's reign so far, obviously it hasn't been what we hoped. Uh, but well, if I was to think of, like, titled matches that she's had, this might be the strongest. Title defenses, matches defenses. Title matches we've had. She obviously won the title against Britt Baker at St. Patrick's Day Slam, that steel cage match. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was good. That was That's good up until, like, the weird ending. Uh, yeah, which, again. Speaking of Battle yeah, of the Belts, speaking of Battle of Belts against Nyla Rose. Uh, then she good, defended actually. Double or Nothing against Serena Deeb. That was good. That was probably the best one so far. Uh, then uh, on, on TV <laughs> against Marina Shafir. That was terrible. That was not good. Uh, Forbidden Door against Tony Storm. That was good. That was good. That was, that was quick. That was more time. That was that was the worst match on the card, but it was really good. But that's probably yeah. because the card was really really fantastic, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Miyu Yamashita fight for the fallen, and then Their match in Japan was better. And so. then Jamie Hader here at Battle of the Belts three, which a lot of yeah. big title defenses on these show, right? I mean, only one, only yeah. one on I, television. Well, I guess what I heard though is that her her title defenses have really improved. I mean, obviously the Marina Shafir one's not really her fault. Um, and I know people have been kind of down on Dundarosa, understandably so, but I think this match, you know, kind of reminded me like, hey. This is this is what we were looking for when she won the title. Yep. And uh I hope one, I hope they see the potential they have in Jamie Hayter, obviously. Uh, because she's excellent. Mm-hmm. And I think and she's also like 25, 24. So like she's still very young. Yep. And I think Thunderosa hopefully can gain some momentum from this because this week of matches has been probably the best two women's TV match combo yeah. uh we've seen in a long time. Let's not talk about Rampage though. Rampage. We're gonna talk about Rampage in like two seconds. I don't even remember what the Rampage match was. It was 
horrendous. Um, you know, I think yeah, you're right in that the It was the debut of Madison Rain. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think Thunder Rosa it was a very good match here. Jamie Hader, she's actually 27. Uh, I don't know if that changes anything, but still very young. Um, she's very good. Uh, and I think, you know, despite the the finish being what it is, I still liked it because at the very least it shows that they want to protect her to a certain extent. Mm. You know, they gave her the tag. Oh, team. I just, I just want more. Obviously. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, we, you and I always, also always want like definitive finishes, right? Yeah. Um, but they gave her the title, the tag match, uh, victory, the pinfall there, and then here, you know, she kicked out at three point one, right? So they're, they're obviously see something in her. They're obviously doing something this way, and as many people are suspecting, it feels like we're setting up a four way at all out. Uh, so yeah. that should be Which exciting I think is a as well. Choice. I think that's really good. After the tag match, it's a really good choice. One hundred percent. That that tag match to me proved that I want to see a four way, yeah. um, um, which is hard to do sometimes because not always you and I are like ah four ways ah. Um, but no, I'm guessing yeah, that's how they take the title off of Rosa. Hopefully, keep it off of Britt too. I'm happy. With, I'm fine with either of the other two winning. Yeah, I could see them doing like Tony Storm wins it off of Hater or something, and then we do a television match of Storm versus Thunder Rosa. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm that, fine if they put the title on Tony. Yeah. The moment she stepped in there, you knew she was going to be there. Exactly. Exactly. The woman's ace. And then they could also, during the match, do a Brit versus Hater uh, dissolution. Um, Which I'm waiting for. We've, we had that teased like a year ago mm-hmm. when this show started. Mm-hmm. And we are still waiting. And I, I, and I think they have a lot of potential with Jamie if they want to be either a babyface or heel. So. Yeah. I think people do like her. I think as a powerhouse, it's an interesting combo because obviously you have Jade, who is like the powerhouse of the division. Um, So Mm -hmm. you can kind of play either way. I totally agree. Uh, And then the main event here for Battle of the Belts uh, is the Ring of Honor World title match. Claudio Casagnoli defeated Kanosuke Takeshita in 19 minutes and 59 seconds, nearly 20 minutes of time to retain that Ring of Honor World title. Very good. So match. I I had to uh so I've had to record this because I forgot that like so I have like on TV you like automatically set record series, right? Yep. And I automatically have dynamite record, I automatically have rampage record. Mm-hmm. Never thought for a second Battle of the Belts wasn't recording. Because Battle of the Belts um, is its own show every yeah. time. Yeah, which uh it's like ridiculous. Yeah. Because like I think it's it's not SmackDown, it's like not SmackDown and Rob, it's like one of them. Mm-hmm. Or NXT or something like they they just catch on, yeah. Like I've noticed, like they catch on if it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. This did not happen, so I was devastated. But thankfully, I I knew someone and I shout out to them that uh, shared their fight fee with me, so I actually got to watch this match with no picture in picture, Ooh. and I think that made it a lot better for me. Um, but again, that goes to my thing I said earlier. Like I didn't think this came close to a match of the year contender. I thought it was a great match. Yep. To catch the this guy is a stud, like I and I knew that beforehand, but yeah. like I, I'm happy to see everyone noticing it, and that's why he's getting all these big opportunities. Um, obviously, Claudio's great. Um, I actually like this better than the Saber Jr. match from Forbidden Door. Same, um, per, okay, so we're on agreement. I, I did Same. say that this will probably be his best match since signing with AEW, I believe it is. Yes. Yeah, it is. It yes, is. it is. Um, he hasn't had that many, if you actually think about it, because he just has the like Ring of Honor one, yeah, um, which didn't have much time. 
Uh, but this was all about Takeshita to me. Yeah. I thought he just, you know, you gave him a main event spot and he's shown it time and time again. I even think his uh, match with Moxie may be better than this one. Um, but, I mean, we're picking from great and great here. Like, that's not really a bad discussion to have no. for this guy. Every time he's on TV, he delivers. Um, I'm hoping he gets a big win soon because I think he's earned that. I mean, you're putting him in all these big matches, and obviously he's losing, but he's sh- – and it's not like they're big matches against nobody. It's their big matches against the main eventers. But this guy is someone that – I'm not saying they're going to sign him away – but he has a lot going for him now. Mm-hmm. And when he had that, when he reversed the Ricola bomb, yeah, that was like a perfect near fall. I was like, holy. And I knew he didn't win because it's recorded last night, but still it like got me. And I was like, okay, so you guys did, you did your job. I'm watching this and I already know who won, but you still convinced me that maybe there was a new champion. Um, great match. Very physical, very, unexpected early in, in the early going a lot of map grappling work mm-hmm. you know kind of not what i expected obviously it's cesaro but you know what we've seen from cesaro he kind of just comes out of the gates and we've seen that from Takeshita as well which he so attempted that, which that, he had tried to do which he tried yes, to do in this one which i liked a lot i yeah. like that he ended up slowing it down after that because obviously Takeshita, like you know he he is very fat like when he gets going for that uh jumping clothesline that dude's like going yeah, he's an Olympic sprinter. It feels like. <laughs> um, but I thought the match was great, great main event, exactly what Battle of the Belts needed. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing. They they needed a signature match, yes. and I think you need to keep doing that moving forward. If you're going to have Claudio have the title, just put him on these shows. He's going to give you a great match. Just give him a good opponent, and it's going to happen, right? Like if you told me the next Battle of the Belts was him versus Daniel Garcia, I would believe that was another great match. Like that's the type of thing you got to do. Uh, but Takeshita, back to him. Keep pushing him. Keep believing in him. The people love him. Mm-hmm. He can't. He may not be able to speak a lot of English, but he can speak enough. And that doesn't matter when you are putting on great performances in the ring, time and time again. The dude's a star. He's the ace of DDT for a reason. Yep. Keep going with him. I don't know how much longer you have him. So just keep pushing him until the wheels fall off. If he joins Blackpool Combat Club, awesome. Hell yeah. Get him in the trios tournament. Put him with Cesaro and Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Do that. Like these are the types of ways to go about it moving forward. Involve him because he's that good. Like you don't even need to have him join Blackpool Combat Club. Have him loosely be part of it or help them out, like Eddie and you know Ortiz were doing at that one time. Obviously, that was for a similar cause, but that's the type of thing I'm saying here. Like Danielson's not going to be in the trios tournament probably. He, he has a story of his own, I'm sure. Moxley's the world champion. Mm-hmm. This is the way to go. Have him just, you know, keep working him, keep putting him on these shows. He should be on the pay-per-view. That's, that's my biggest takeaway. Takeshita has established himself as a guy that people want to see. Keep going with it. Great match. Uh, great defense for Claudio. Great first defense for Claudio, to be exact. I forgot this was his first defense. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, I'm looking up. Um, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he said Takeshita says that he will be returning. Uh, you go to Peter Pan. He will be returning for Peter, Peter Pan. Pan in a six man tag. What a return! 
Um, returning for uh, DDT's Wrestle Peter Pan uh, this August 20th. I was trying to see. They're obviously right now what they're teasing is that uh, Takeshita is going to have his big win at some point. And it's a matter of what that big win is going to be, right? Uh, and I was trying to look at AEW's card and be like, obviously, he has to be back by the 21st. So, or sorry, the 20th. So, what can it be? I was like, oh, when's Grand Slam happening? Grand Slam's happening on the 21st, the day after DDT's Peter Pan. So, wait a I, minute. Peter, I thought Peter Pan was. Peter Pan August. is August 20th. Grand Slam's September. Grand Slam is also September. I'm reading it wrong. I'm an idiot. My apologies. So, there you go. There you go, pal. There's a possibility right there. Well, when he goes, um, ba- well, when he goes back for DDT, though, is he staying or is he coming back for the no, rest of the year? No, he's coming back. He's coming back. Okay. He stayed. He stayed for the year. Peter Pan's just there. That's what I figured. Uh, that's there, what I think. So they're like, "Hey, can we can we get him on the show?" Okay, Which great. Then they can do Grand Slam, and if they do Grand Slam, it's just a matter of what uh, that match is, what that big win is. Um, I you might think I'm crazy. I'd have him beat Kenny. I was, you know, who I was going to say, ironically enough, with Grand Slam, I was going to say Brian Danielson. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one too. There you go. I think they well, Danielson. I don't know what his story is right now, besides him acting like he has a concussion. So <laughs> I, I don't know where we're going with him, but yeah. obviously we're going somewhere for. Uh, is it all out? Is it all out next? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that'd be a great choice too. Just get, but again. To catch that, push him, like keep going with him. Like, yeah, there's a reason he was such a big deal in DDT. It's not like he's a, it's, he's not made up. Yeah, you know, and and keep him, keep him, put him with a team, give him a teammate. You know, get him someone to go get Swerve and Keith Lee if you want. Like, mm-hmm. there are ways to do this, and he's gonna kill it every time. I also just want to talk about like to catch in the sense of like just his booking. Remember when he first showed up and everyone was so pissed because he was on dark. He was like, how. How dare they? I fully believe they're waiting for uh, Forbidden Door to end. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree as well. And also, but also it's it's how AEW works. When they're bringing in other talent, they start them on dark, start them elevation, and slowly build them up. It's all about the build here, folks. We've been building him up slowly but surely to get to that big win. Maybe it's Omega. Maybe it's Danielson. Maybe it's somebody else. But we've been building and building and building up to that big win for Takeshita at some point. And that's what we're doing. It's the slow build for the, the year-long build. You have him for a year, do a year-long build. Don't, you know, rush out the gates, put the TNT, you know, drop all your booking plans that you've been booking and planning for years or whatever, uh, and put the TNT title on him. That would be awesome. His... I would love it. But just do this cool thing. This is his um this is his televised matches. If uh, for anyone that so Jay Lethal, he lost to Jay Lethal on Rampage. I think that was a good one, um, if I recall. It was a good one. He lost to Hangman Page. I thought that match was great. Yep. I remember that one. Um he lost to Eddie Kingston. That match was great. Yep, I love that match. He lost to John Moxley. That match was great. Mm-hmm. And then he just lost to, uh, I'm not counting the Ryan Nemeth one, but even that, like, that was a really good squash. Great and squash. Then he lost to Claudio. So, like, he has yet to miss in his opportunity. Obviously, he hasn't won a lot, but it's going to come. And when he does, I'm sure they'll start piling them on when that happens. But it's exciting. It's exciting for him. 
I'm happy they gave him the spot. I think, um, yeah, I think I think the match was great, and I thought it was a great way to end Battle of the Belts. 100%. Great show. A really good show, I'll say. Really good show uh, with a great main event. Got a shout-out to Keshta and Claudio there. Um, uh, speaking about AEW, they also had some uh, multiple staff promotions and hirings this past week. Um, AEW announced that they were uh, expanding the talent relations and development team. Um, So it included Sanjay Dutt, QT Marshall, Pat Buck, and Tony Schiavone will all increase, get increased roles under expanded talent relations teams. Um, Sanjay Dutt has been promoted to vice vice president of production and creative coordination. QT Marshall has been promoted to vice president of show and creative coordination. Pat Buck has been promoted to vice president of talent development. And Tony Tony Schiavone has been promoted to senior producer and special advisor to talent. So, a lot of people complaining about the talent relations department. Obviously, they put in they've been AEW put in more work to bolster up that department to add four new faces, uh, seemingly into that department to hopefully get the uh, talent relations side of things a little bit better, a little bit breezier, uh, and ultimately happier for all those involved. Um, so that I think that is great news. They've also announced uh, the hiring of Madison Rain, who is joining AEW as a coach in the women's division. At the time, we were wondering if she will head also coach. head coach of the women's division. You were right. Um, and we were wondering at the time if whether or not she will also be an on-screen talent. Uh, turns out uh, it, we didn't have to wait that long because immediately uh, she became an on-screen talent. She wrestled on Rampage against Layla Gray. And now she'll be uh, taking on Jade Cardgill uh, for the TBS title this upcoming Wednesday on Dynamite Quick at the Lake. Scotty, what do you feel about these new hirings and Madison Rain as a coach? God, we got to talk about the women's division, man. Yeah. Um, I don't care that she's head coach because head coach doesn't mean like head trainer. Head coach means like she's going to be the, the probably like an agent backstage yeah the head agent um, is how i'm gonna put is, it i guess it's fine um it's good to have a woman in that role obviously mm-hmm. i agree but the the problem i have it's not that she is an agent again this is not the problem it's it's that you can do something that you like you did on wednesday right have that great tag match mm-hmm. and and people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, Britt Breaker wasn't in that dead spot on the show. No, she wasn't. And I, I'm, I'm just saying there's a there's reason for that. Like, they had a better spot on the show. It was early in the show, so obviously the crowd's not as tired. The crowd's not waiting for the main event. Mm-hmm. They're watching that show. And when you're getting This Is Awesome chance, it's also because they just went out there and killed it. But then you have Rampage. And you have Madison Rain versus Layla Gray. And I'm just sitting there and I'm saying, why are these people on TV? Yes. Why are these people on TV? Where's Chris Statlander? Where's Athena? Where are all these people that you've signed to make this division good or better? Like, where are they? Why Why do I have no offense to Layla Gray? And Layla Gray is very, very green. I don't know why she's getting like a full-time role on TV right now. I guess it's because Red Velvet's out, but pretty much please come back pretty much um but it, like and madison rain's not that good like ugh, she's not that good like she's, she could be a she could be a an agent there there's having smarts in wrestling and then being like great in the ring and those are two very different things yeah. you know like 
that's just what happened. But oh my god! Yes, like, what is it? Scott Scott Demore from Impact is a great trainer, but he's not a wrestler, <laughs> right? Know? Like those are the types of things. And this is the this is the division at its like it's 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 so glaring the problems mm-hmm. like you have that great match on wednesday and then you put that match on rampage pretty much to just get a match a woman's match on the show that's the whole problem with this we're just booking a woman's match to have a token woman's match sometimes but you, you also have the you talent. also can't have no women's match on the card oh i'm not saying not to but mm-hmm. you have talent to just make it better agreed it doesn't need to be layla gray it could be Madison, Madison Rain versus at least someone of Madison Rain versus Kira Hogan, right? Like, like that would have made so much more sense if you were just going to run right into the title match between mm-hmm. Jade and Madison Rain. Would that have been that bad if she beat Kara Hogan? No, it would not have been that bad. It would have done nothing. But instead, we have her beating Layla Gray, and Layla Gray shouldn't be on TV. Shouldn't she? Shouldn't be on TV. Um. And it just plays to the problems with the division. You have two really good, if not great, women's matches on TV. But in the middle of that, on your other TV show, you have one that's really bad. And I know, again, not everyone's going to be great sure. right off the bat. Of course. And everyone deserves opportunities. Layla Gray but, is still very new to wrestling. Yeah. And like a week ago, you had Ruby Ryan and Anna Jay. I think they main evented. They did. they did. And it's like, obviously, I'm not the biggest Anna J fan. Her promos have been hysterically bad, by the way. Um, but like I understand where they're going with that. Ruby Riot's a proven commodity. Mm-hmm. She is a name, and Anna J is someone they're trying to build behind. So that's fine. You can do that. Yep. But I have no clue if Madison Reigns wrestling again after Wednesday. No clue. Probably doesn't need to because they have signed talent that have been there for the past year, past six months, past eight months that didn't just walk through the door this week to get a title shot. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the whole thing. And and we go to, you know, oh, I just watched Triple H bring back Dakota Kai. Well, interesting. Hmm. Who had this big window to sign Dakota Kai? Because I'm sorry, Dakota Kai wasn't just sitting there waiting and hoping that Vince McMahon retired to get her job back in WWE. That's not what she was doing. She was probably waiting for contract talks. Sure. And they might they must have not gone anywhere. And that's when I ask, what are you doing? Dakota Kai would be one of your best wrestlers in your division instantly. And it's just frustrating, man, because I got to see the Layla Gray versus Madison Rain matches when I could see just like you said, Madison Rain versus Kara Hogan's even better. And it's just like, just use names that you have established on your show. No one cares about Layla Gray. How are people supposed to care about your division? You've never given me a reason to care about Layla Gray. She's lost every match I've ever seen her in. Mm-hmm. She's just someone that Jade Cargill wants nothing to do with. Correct. So it's like Stokely's like the how, only person that wants her on the show. Right. And it's like, what how are how are you selling this to me? How are you making me want this? Yeah. Like, again, that's why I am actually happy that this week we've had two good women's matches on AEW TV. Because it's a reminder, hey, you know what? You can do this at any time. It's just a matter of if you actually want to do this or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I I mean, what that match was was ultimately, like, story fodder to get us to the next thing. Like, that match was, oh, was heatless. So it was heatless. The AEW crowd kind of knows who Madison Rain is, or at least that AEW crowd that Scotty talked about having issues with before, you know, ha- doesn't necessarily know who Madison Rain is. Don't know Layla Gray at all. And then Layla Gray's green. And I mean, Madison Rain, I mean, who is she? I mean, she is... If you want to, you want a comp to Madison Rain, it's it's an Natalia type, right? It's someone that you know is well trained and knows what they're doing, but you know it's and but someone that's been a veteran for years, obviously knows what they're doing, has great respect in the locker room, but you know it's not necessarily the greatest wrestler in the world, right? Um, but she can train people, I think. But I but at the same time, what I also saw is that. I don't know if she can necessarily get someone through a great match per se. I think they just barely got through the match, if anything. Um, you know, I, I don't know. And, and if you're talking about the whole AW women's division as a whole, I mean, I think there's been improvements. I mean, I listened to our topic about it last year and our biggest gripe with AEW last year for the first, very first episode was the women's division. Uh, and it's still a gripe that I think many people have. It's still a gripe that you and I have. Do I think it's better than it was a year ago? Yeah, totally. We got Ruby Soho. It was tough to be worse. It's tough to be worse. Now we have Ruby Soho. Now we have Athena. Uh, We've bolstered up more people. We brought Jamie Hayter in. We've Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. Um, Yeah. I remember where where my point was. I had to watch AEW Dark Elevation to see Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Right? And I understand. Good match. Put Mass and Rain on TV to get a title match to a title match but it was an open challenge you didn't even have to do it they didn't you didn't have to do it they could they you could have put this six minute match on there correct it would have just done so much more yeah like that's my whole thing you have an emmy sakura there you have hikaru shida who i don't know if anyone remembers your longest reigning champion ever Mm -hmm. you have riho who we don't see at all chris statlander athena you do anyone does anyone remember athena like do do we remember that she still works for this company? Because it's hard to remember because she's never on it. Um, but you know, you know who is two dimes? Thank God. Um, really doesn't like two dimes. No, I don't. Layla Hirsch obviously got hurt, so that sucked. But even like you know, Nyla Rose, she's on Dark every week. That's that's her role. Mm-hmm. Red Velvet's hurt, so that's tough. Um, wow, they do not have a lot of women signed. No, when half it when. <laughs> But let's also talk wow. about that. Is that like, you know, you're looking at the roster there and you're starting to come out and you're named a lot of good names, but you're also starting to trim down on names as well. You know, you're right that they had the opportunity to hire like a Dakota guy and whether or not maybe Dakota didn't want to go there. Maybe, you know, that's their own prerogative. Uh, Tegan okay. Knox, same sort of thing. Maybe they didn't want to go there. But then you also have this Sasha Banks Naomi thing that's up in the air that might be collapsing. And now we don't have that uh, in AEW as well. You know, the bit, right. everyone was touting Banks and Naomi as, like, the thing that will fix the women's division, and now that is crumbling to our feet. They have 27 women mm-hmm. on their roster page, okay? Sure. Here, Here is who's among them. AQA, who's seemingly retired. retired Yeah. All right. Um, the Bunny, who I don't even know if she wrestles anymore. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Every once in a Leva while. Leva Bates. I don't even think Leva Bates works for this company anymore. She still does work for the company. She doesn't wrestle anymore. Does she wrestle? Okay, no. so proving my point. Layla Hirsch is hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Madison Rain, who they just added yep. days ago. Um, Paige Van Zant, 
He's wrestled once. Is part of this. Yep. And may never wrestle again. Uh, I Rebel. Think I think she will. Rebel, Rebel. The manager uh, who wrestles every once in a while. Riho. Riho is weird. Don't know what's happening with that. Never did. And Yuka Sakazaki. Dude. Who doesn't technically work full time for your company? So that well, that is was that five or six names? I believe it was six or seven actually. Of twenty seven, yeah, that if, aren't either full time, aren't around. That is that is ridiculous. Small roster. It's a small yeah. roster. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I mean, I think the women's division has definitely gotten better. I mean, you, you compare it year There's to year. There's a lot of names that I didn't name there that are very good. Yeah, comparing it year to year, I think it'd be ridiculous to say that the women's division has gotten worse or stagnant. I think, it, but I think the ultimate thing is... worse, but it hasn't gotten a lot better like it should have. Adding, adding and changing up the roster, adding better people, better wrestlers. Is Penelope Ford on that roster, by the way? That roster page? She was on there, and yeah. I didn't name her because I don't know if she wrestles anymore. Yeah, but that's someone. Um... But yeah, it adds to our conversation. Yeah, I think it's there are more people not wrestling than there are, than there are wrestling, and on the roster page, and the institute just sign like the Renegade Twins. They're good, like they they're solid when they show up, and that's the other thing. Like if you're gonna put people on TV that aren't part of like your official roster, at least make sure they're not as beyond green please yeah like the renegade twins i think they're very new to wrestling still but they're solid yeah they have good showings and they do the twin thing so it's like oh you have an actual like your gimmick thing you fun gimmick thing to you it's like and i i don't mean to keep harping on layla gray i just can't you know there's other people that we've seen in the past that have the same situation just like I think my biggest thing is just the institution of the women's division hasn't changed much. They've changed wrestlers and the wrestlers have gotten better, more experienced, and they've brought in wrestlers who are really good. But yeah. the the problems, the the overarching problems of the women's division, last year we were talking about how, you know, they put them in time slots that aren't really well viewed. It, is that chicken Still the, putting them in those. Is that chicken and the egg versus you know, is that, you know they put matches that don't necessarily matter in there? Is you know, they is that chicken and egg? Is it because they know it's not going to get any ratings or is it be the, the reason they've had those matches in there? I don't know. You know, that, you know what I'm saying there. Um, you know, those sort of things, how, how it's booked, uh, you know, getting enough story time, you know, happening at the time we talked about how they were telling stories on dark, dark elevation with Diamante and uh, big swole. Those two wrestlers are gone. And I don't know what stories are telling on dark and dark elevation. Um, I, it's, you have Ring of Honor now, which is another women's division that you're you're doing. Um, kind of, I mean, not really women's division. The women's division is just basically Mercedes Martinez and Willow. Um, who's also not signed? Who's also not signed? I assume that she has some sort of Blake Christian s contract. Like the, yeah, I was just saying she probably has that Ring of Honor deal. Um, which it's it is its own thing, but uh, it's frustrating, right? It, it ultimately it's just. It's gotten better, but it's like, what is the goal here? I mean, I guess maybe that's that's a discussion we should have, is that what is the goal? Like, everyone's been dogging on the women's division for years now uh, and saying it needs to be better, but what's the goal to, to for it to be better, right? I mean, we also just got announced that, or not really announced, but um, AEW is getting some sort of all-elite women's show, 
Don't know if it's a reality show. Don't know if it's another wrestling television show. Don't know what's happening with that. But that copyright got purchased um, by AEW recently. Um, so they're going to do more of a focus on the women's division as well. Is that going to be enough? Is If that's bad, will people say the women's division is still bad despite getting a bigger platform? You know, what is... I guess that's also a thing that should be discussed is the women's division is not good, maybe, but what is what will be the thing that satiates people? I think that's the that's my conversation. Yeah. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. Like right, like what is what what is the goal? What how, what what do we define as a good women's division roster? Right. It's um, it's not even roster. It's just using the roster you have. I and I agree. They're to that. not using the majority of the people I just named, which is crazy. I agree that Sheeta. I mean, Sheeta is its own particular case, but she's because she has that show. She's around Japan. though. That's the thing though. She's yeah. around. She always like, makes she's these shows on she's, every do- dark show. No one. No. One, let's talk about Sheeta. She has been doing those Japanese uh, Micah shows or whatever it was called. Um, shows that she's been doing in Japan and also wrestling in Japan. Let's talk about how Sheeta has been flying to Japan t- like twice a week for weeks now, right? And coming back to do dark. Yeah. I mean, to be like, fair. commitment. But that's all, like, that's the other thing is that like, that frustrates me about that is like. By the way, I just counted. The, uh, AEW has 105 male roster members. It's 105 to 27. And I mean, to be fair, also 105 of them are not necessarily all active, but yes. Uh, same thing of 27 is not all of them are all active. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of difference. So it's really like, you know, give or take, take out, say, take out 10 each or not 10 there and five from the women's division. Okay. So it's what? 100 to 22. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's nearly a five to one margin for every five yeah. male wrestlers is one female wrestler. Yeah. And, and let's do, like, we just have to be honest. Like, I've had this conversation with people. Tony Khan is a ECW fan. He's an old Ring of Honor fan. He's a New Japan fan. Do you know what's the same thing between all of those? There isn't a lot of women's wrestling. Minimal women's wrestling. And and obviously that's the, a problem. That's why... The Ring of Honor is the only Madison, one that has the and, women's wrestling. Right. And maybe that's a reason why Mass and Ring coming in is a good thing. Because there's an effort there yeah. to have an agent that's going to help book that. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's just like, man, I, that's the conversation uh, yeah. to be had here. Yeah. Uh, Women's it, wrestling. Is, I think that's the, that's the bigger thing that people are upset about is that it's the realization that women's wrestling is not a big priority for Tony Khan. I think no, that's it's not, and that's, and that's listen, it's now, fine, but when you're giving half-ass efforts, Mm-hmm. To act, and then and then it's noticeable in your interviews you say oh well you know i do this for the women's division and this and i'm like dude you you just gotta like you don't have to put up a like i know why he does it because obviously he owns the company and has women's wrestling contracted but like dude it's not hard to see that you don't have nearly as much care about it it's, yeah it's you show it on every single show yeah i don't th- i don't i don't discount that I, I think tony khan does care about the women's division i i'm just saying that it is not a priority for him um it is i would say it's bottom of the totem pole for him uh and that and it shows uh now granted with the with whatever this all the women's thing is by hiring madison rain to me that's showing that he is putting making it a little bit of priority and he's putting effort into it how it shakes out yeah three years in it's like all right how what are we talking about here uh rio is rio's like off the map she does despite showing up and flying to japan every single week 
Here's listen, the- you guys are pretty much telling her, hey, you can go to Japan because we just don't have anything for you. Yeah. That's what you're telling her. Because she would be there if you did have something for her. She's there anyways. Also, but no, also, that's my, hold on. I don't understand that. So she's still able to make every show pretty much and wrestle in dark, yeah. right? So why can't she have also a storyline on TV? Yeah, like that Deeb one happened, ended, and then we moved on. Who won that feud? Was it Deeb or Deeb? Dark? Deeb did. So okay. that they, it was that to set up the Ring of Honor women's title That's, match. I and think. see that? No, no, it was the uh, it was the AEW one. Yeah, uh, you're right. The, you're right. Uh, double or nothing one. You're right. That was uh, which is great. It worked perfectly. You had multiple matches. I think they were matches people actually looked forward to, which was great. And then just never happened again. So my like, my yeah. thing there of Sheeta is just like if she's still able to fly in and be at every single show, why not just give her a storyline? Well, you know, why not yeah. just give you know have her chase after the TBS title? Yeah. Like, right. I don't get yeah. that part. Like that part confuses me. It's just like, well, then why not just have? Maybe it's because she's not in the rankings, I guess. But yeah, maybe that's... it's the reason I think that WWE has advantages too. Like, I think that's where Triple H is going to have to, like, be smart and be like, hey, this is one thing we have that they just don't, right? Yeah. Like, they have already, like, Monday Night Raw was literally all about the women. Like, that is their main story moving forward. Bailey, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai versus, for now, mm-hmm. for now, you know, Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. Obviously, Alexa Bliss was probably Becky Lynch. Which obviously sucks because speculation getting hurt does change a lot. But that's a good point. That's like that's see that's a great way to go. It's kind of like it just shows that like you can book them to be important part of the show. And I again, AW for me always a great product. I like it every week. But I just wanted to have this conversation because they showcase they could do it. Like they can do it. You mm-hmm. put on, you give that, and they have good women's tag matches majority of the time. Yep. So like, just do that. Just do that. Have a good match. You don't really give away wins if someone pins someone in a tag team match. Like Tony Storm got pinned in that match. Does anyone really remember that? No. People remember Jamie Hader winning. That's what they remember. Yep. Yeah. It's no. very easy. It's very easy. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. I get that there's frustration out there. Uh, and, you know, I don't blame people. Yeah, I forgot frustrated. the reason why I asked. It was because of that Rampage match and the Dark Elevation match combined. Combined. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that also, that Rampage match, by the way, was just like totally heatless just because no one knew who any of these people were. It was just so like the crowd. There's a moment in the match where Madison Reigns like looking at the crowd to see like them cheering and no one's no one's moving yeah. or talking or doing anything. It's uh, like if you put Mass and Rain in there with one of your lower card baby faces, it would have worked. Or heels, heels, heels. Yeah. But that's it's what I'm saying. Put like, Layla Gray, who I still don't know who she is. It's it's for the story, is that they're setting up the idea that that Jade doesn't care about Layla Gray, and so she's just having her feed her over yeah. to Mass and Rain. Is that a story that's good? I don't think so. I mean, just. <laughs> and that, that brings me to the conversation. What happened to the Athena Crystallers? Stylander story that we've been telling for months now. Yeah, I think I think that story is just waiting for all out. Uh, sadly, but also then is the but title. Then why did you chill it off? Why did you start it so early just to chill it off for a month? Yeah, but then also, what is the title match there? Is it against Athena or versus Chris oh, I Statlander? Still have no idea. We're already talking so... about maybe a four way at all out for the other women's title. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now, it's like. Yeah. What are we doing with this other one? Um, yeah, no, it's it's a. I, I get the frustration, and I, I think Red that, Velvet to come back. What do I need? Yeah, I I, I agree. 
Uh, things are getting better in the women's division, but Alan it's Angel's just still on this roster page, by the way. <laughs> uh, maybe they need some updating then. Um, well, there we go. As is Brian Cage. Well, it's Cole Cabana still on there, I assume. Yep. I think once Ring of Honor starts, we'll see like the big roster change. I'll tell you if anyone else absurd does. Uh, I imagine once Ring once Ring of Honor starts, we'll probably start getting a lot of like the movement of taking people off the AEW roster page. I mean, Kip Sabian got added back to it. I think he was always he was always on it. I think he just had an old picture, and now he has it finally updated. Mm. Um, let's move on and talk about uh, a, a new promotion that's full in our hearts: Jim Crockett Promotions. Don't know if you've heard about this, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. Um, I've uh, never heard of heard of it before in my lifetime. Um, but I had the show, nice little indie show. Did about a million plus gate, not gate, uh, but uh, income. Um, 220, 20 to 25,000 pay-per-view buys, uh, really nice gate. I think it was like $600,000 gate or something like that. Nice little indie, second biggest indie show in, uh, uh, wrestling America history. So nice little show here. Uh, what Good, you... I'm happy Ric Flair to get number one. Fuck him. Oh, all, number one is still all out, all in, whatever it is. Uh, Ric Flair's last match happened in Nashville, Tennessee. Scotty, we'll just maybe go through and have like, do you want to run down match by match, or do you want to have like a basic run idea of how this? Um, I have minimal thoughts for each match, so you could just do match. It was a week ago, I guess. So, um, yeah, no, we had the pre-show. I if I, I didn't see the Ren Rita. I didn't watch the bunkhouse. Bunkhouse. The so the bunkhouse was funny just because it's like it started bringing people into the ring, and then like the match started. I think because Bully Ray started beating people up and people started beating each other up. And then Nick Gage came out. His music hit. Nick, Remember Nick Gage? Um, he came out. And no. then because they were doing an angle over the weekend where GCW was going to invade the show. They ended up invading the show. Uh, and a bunch of GCW people got in the ring and started wrestling uh, in the bunkhouse battle royal. And ended up with Mance Warner getting the win, which sort of parlayed into a Mox title match. Uh, in a weird way so good on old mancer there um bully ray is not that good uh commander also at one point did like a running rope walk thing that was really cool but he forgot it was a battle royal eliminated himself so that was fun Commander's incredible he's really good really good um tag match there was alex shelling chris saban versus davy richards and eddie edwards pretty good opener i think good obviously not to the standards of like when they used to be tag, like, yeah, you know, de- a decade ago, this is probably like the match for talking about from the show. Yeah. It didn't quite get up there to expectations. And maybe that is lofty expectations for us, but it is what it is. I think the wolves aren't as good as they used to be. Um, we had a, uh, um, uh, what I'm going to call a trial match. It was MLW's Davey boy Smith jr. Versus WWE's killer cross. Um, so it was MLW versus WWE here. Watch this. <laughs> and Killer Cross got the win. Which might which might tell everyone of my thoughts about Karrion Cross. <laughs> this was like the one match in the main card I did not watch. Worst match in the main card, I would say. Uh, you know, oh, out, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna really. By God, I'm shocked. Yeah, the Ric Flair matches his own sort of like wormhole uh, of stuff. But <laughs> beyond that, I guess the, the Killer Cross, Dave Boy Smith was the worst match in the card. It just wasn't good um progress turned found out that this four-way was for the progress world title 
And that kind of maybe tipped off who was going to win this match. It was? Uh, it was. It, no, sorry, not for the world title. Number one contendership title. Number one contendership for the world title for progress. Jonathan Gresham defeated Alan Angels, Kanosuke, Takeshita, and Nick Wayne. Jonathan Gresham, former progress world title holder, uh, had to relinquish he relinquished the, it. He relinquished it uh, because he went into AEW and Ring of Honor officially. Um, and that's how he relinquished the title. But now he is going to go back after that title. So it looks like um, maybe more smoke to the fire of whether or not Gresham's out of AEW. Slash Ring of oh, Honor. Oh, this was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think it was very good. I think it was uh, Nick Wayne. I think all four guys put on a good contest. I think Gresham, you know, this was his first wrestling match since after this whole Ring of Honor situation. Uh, I think he did a really good job here. Uh, obviously, Takeshi looked great. We already talked about pra- sung praises for him. Alan Angel sold Takeshi's forum like death. I love it. I love when Alan Angel sells like that. And Nick Wayne, I thought, did a great showing as well. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was good. Tag team match of history, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson, which... Oh, I don't watch this. I don't know why they aren't a tag team in AEW. Um, uh, varsity Blonde. Yeah, but then you could also just do the Varsity Blondes as like Lee Johnson and... Nightmare Factory. Griff Garrison. Who cares about the Nightmare oh. Factory? Who cares? They're not, um, they don't exist I anymore. Do. They don't I exist am a Cody anymore. fan. Yes, they are. The Factory is literally a faction we talked about like 20 minutes ago. That was the Factory. We're talking about the Nightmare Factory. Same shit, different toilet, man. Did Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson still wrestle? Or no, Lee Johnson's injured, I think. Maybe? No. He wrestled in May, so actually I don't know. Yeah, Lee shot each May is, it's August, Brian. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, uh, ver- uh, they defeated <laughs> the team in of... May. Uh-huh, and your point? They defeated the team of Kerry Morton and Ricky Morton. I really like this match for some reason. Uh, I don't know entirely why, but I really like this match way more than most people. I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, it just made me think about like why Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson not a tag team in AEW. I feel like that's a layup, but whatever. Uh, match of the night here, Ray Phoenix defeated Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Taurus. Uh, pe- apparently, the crowd was loud all night. Couldn't pick it up on audio, but in this match, you picked it up on audio. Uh, this four-way yeah. match was a killer, right, right baby? Yeah, this match was the match of the night. Not that I was shocked. I expected it to be the match of the night when you just read the names. Uh, it was like the uh, AAA five-way, yeah, pretty much, except without Vikingo. So, <laughs> uh, it, it for me, it like technically lost a half star, but it was fantastic. So it's like, oh well, that's cool. Uh, Black Taurus also saved Bandito from dying. So shout out to him. Black Taurus also underutilized Impact, but that's fine. All of them are underutilized. Every single one of them. Oh, Ray Phoenix is fine. But the other three, like Laredo Kid's technically an impact. He's underutilized. Mm-hmm. Taurus is an impact. He's underutilized. And Bandito doesn't even have a contract. But he's about to be an impact. That's true. That is true. They're getting the Lucha stars uh, in there. At least Impact said, you know what? We're going to take what made Ring of Honor good for all those years yeah. when they were technically bad, and we're just going to use it. Yeah. I mean, hey, it worked for Ring of Honor, which doesn't exist as a company anymore. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, maybe, maybe it didn't work. Uh, we had the Impact World title match, Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. This match kicked ass up until the end. They ruined it. Because it was a no contest. Um, this match was really good. I, I was will, so upset. I will pay real money to see this match have a real finish. This match would have been my match of the night if we got a real finish. 
it was it was on its way to match the night territory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't. It's, well, because I'm I'm here believing that a a full match with the finish would have had another like five minutes and it would have been perfect. I agree. Not perfect, but you go in. It was really, really good. Great showing for Jacob Fatu. But the problem is... I've decided who I need Triple H to sign. Jacob Fatu? I need someone to sign this guy. Yeah, you're right. He need to get him out of MLW. He's so good. He's, He's just wasting away there. <laughs> yeah. How old is Jacob Fatu? Let's see. He's literally, literally... Re- just have him join the bloodline. Who gives a shit? It doesn't say how, how old he is. But yeah. Uh, someone wrote here he's, in cage match. Uh, someone wrote here in cage match. Jacob Fatu is ridiculously good. MLW doesn't deserve him. He'll be a national league superstar anywhere else, which is true. Eight. I don't want anyone to sign with AEW moving forward because I don't think they need anyone right now, men's wise. Uh, but he would be a phenomenal monster for them. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! You know what I would do? Kick out Brian Cage. Put him in the embassy. <laughs> oh baby, maybe I'd have two- Fat Two beat uh, Cesaro, Claudio down the line. That would be what I would do. That's really nice. That's really still nice. could be, still could happen. Who knows? Still could happen. Uh, tag team match: The Briscoes versus the Von Erichs. Uh, I skipped this one too. Yeah, it was it was the Von Erichs bad. It was, I think, the best match you'll get out of the Von Erichs. Um, Impact Knockouts title match: Jordan Grace, Diana Perazzo, and Rachel Ellering. Jordan Grace defending the title successfully. I was upset here. Why was that? I was upset here because like the injury to Ellering early on, like the kind of injury that just ruined the flow. Yeah, um, I thought they tried yeah. to ki- kind of get back together, but it, it was okay. Yeah, it, it it was the 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 usualness of like Ellering gets injured immediately. They try their best to try to refigure the max. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is, you know. It, it's yeah. all, I. Ha- the thing about Rachel Ellering is that it's like always seems to happen with her. Is that there's always some sort of injury or something that yeah. just. I think she's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I don't think she's bad. I, I just it's frustrating, you know. Um, just... and then the main event, which I think is the talking point here, Andrade Ric Flair defeated the team of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Twenty six minute match, by the way. Um, I thought Andrade and Jay were good. Jeff could not Great stop doing getting heel heat. Could not stop getting heel heat. Even in the introductions, I'm I'm like I'm sitting at home, be like Jeff, quit it. It's the introduction. shape, by the way. He was, he was in like he was oh, in yeah. like Jeff Jarrett prime shape right there. Had the hair flowing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, he's it's Jeff Jarrett. You always got to be in shape to wrestle, baby. You never know when you're going to be on national television. Yeah. Now I can go back to booking live events. <laughs> not not on national television. Um, yet uh and then rick flair what do you think about rick flair in this match i thought this match was fucking horrible <laughs> i thought it was a absolute the only reason this match made it to the end is because the care that indrade had for this match he's the only person i'm going to give credit to in this yeah, he put a lot of care. He did everything he could to get Rick his moment. He doesn't have to do that. Obviously, he's married to Charlotte. I get that, mm-hmm. but like the amount of care and just his goal to, like, to literally get from point A to point B was 
something that I could admire in a lot of ways because, listen, Ric Flair should not have been in the ring. He should not have been in the ring. Mm-hmm. He understandably looked terrible. It was embarrassing in a lot of ways. But Andrade got him his moment. Yeah. He, without him, if the, if if Ric Flair's partner was anyone else, maybe besides Charlotte, I think this match is a even somehow worse. And I thought this match was terrible. I think Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal did their best to get heel heat. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I think Andrade did his role really well. But how am I supposed to focus on anything else when I have to see a 70-year-old man barely able to move, which, again, he shouldn't be wrestling, so I don't expect him to be able to move. Not only barely able to move, but just like... Un- it was sad. Un- like, like, oh, this, this, it looks bad. Like he is, shu- yeah. he is shuffling. He can't get up. He's barely moving. Like I, 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 I get, okay. So I get why some people love this. They might be, you know, people were like, oh, this is, this is what wrestling's all about. You know, it gave him his moment. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Sure. Listen, it's listen, Ric listen. Flair, right? I have no love or care for Ric Flair. So I didn't feel a single moment of that. At any part of this match, I wanted it to end. That's all I wanted it. I just wanted the match to end because it was hard to watch. And again, the only good parts with Jeff Jarrett just getting heel heat up with a zoo and Andrade and his efforts to make that moment happen for Ric Flair. I also love the double pinfall ending. Jeff, Jar- Jeff Jarrett, you gotta get the def- gotta defend Jeff Jarrett here. Um uh so then how scared were you? At the end of the match, pinfall thing, where Andrade goes over to Ric Flair to help, you know, help him up. Yeah, you won the match. Move. And he was, like, not moving. That was the most terrifying was... experience. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, I'm watching it. And obviously, I I am not a Ric Flair fan. I don't really care for the guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see him die in the ring. Yeah. And that was, like, the biggest fear at towards the end. It's like... This guy can can't move. He's literally standing on the apron. He hasn't gotten up for a tag. Mm-hmm. He can't move. Andrade literally had to ca- carry him over there in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, it was a tough watch. It was a tough watch. This man, and I'm happy for all the people that got like a lot of enjoyment out of it. I get it. Like maybe you're a Ric Flair fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some people just say, "Well, this is pro wrestling. I'm pro wrestling fan." Okay, well, there's a reason Dave Meltzer didn't rate this match. Let's just say that there's a reason he didn't rate this match. Yeah, he was very sad about talking about it because it was sad. Yeah, because I mean, even then, you you know, you talk about like the spectacle of it. And there was a, and there was an amount of spectacle, right? I mean, there was. I think Jeff Jarrett did a good job of like playing up heat and Ric Flair. You know, they're wrestling out there is fine, uh, barely doing it. He did a couple bumps, I guess. He did more bumps than I think he would. Um, but even then, like the spectacle ran away as soon as he started bleeding, and it, it didn't. It didn't look like young Ric Flair bleeding a gallon of blood, and like. Like, come on, like, give it to me, you know, like, let's fight, keep, let's keep going. It looked like an old man that was not, not making it. That, that's ultimately what it looked like, folks. 
And another part of the reason I can't sit there and have like that same feeling or like emotional connection or, you know, in the end, get this to be like a four plus star match one, because the match was terrible, but two, Ric Flair got given the perfect retirement match and he wasted it. He wasted it. Which so one? To me, Which one? The, the Shawn Michaels one. He got given the perfect retirement match. I don't even and say he wasted it. Two years after. I would even say his, his impact one with him versus Sting was pretty good. You know, not as not as not as But that was uh, was that a retirement match? Yeah, that was his last match. It was on, that it was was on no, exactly. The the Shawn Michaels match was a retirement match. Yeah. It was literally the whole basis around it was that. And he put out there and put on a great showing, and then he wasted it. And then because he didn't get to end his career the way he wanted. We had to have this happen. I mean, he he's he's retired multiple times before even that. Match. Yes, <laughs> he's had multiple retirement matches. Yes, but like, uh, I, 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 I am happy that this is over. I'm happy we don't have to do this anymore. I'm looking at his. Uh, did you know that his that he had a dark match right before the WrestleMania 24 match? I'm looking at right now. Really? Uh, it's in. It was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Batista, Ric Flair, and the Undertaker versus Edge, MVP, and the Big Show. What a match! What a match that would have been. It really gave this guy the heroes, heroes, uh, goodbye, and he said, "Yeah, I'm going to Impact, buddy." Yeah, yeah. And then a year, year late, year and a half later, went to Impact, wrestled there for a number, like oh, two years. Two years looks like last wrestled Sting, uh, lost to Sting. In 2011, and then 11 years later, wrestled this match. And yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the guy went out there and wrestled. I don't even want to say wouldn't even say he wrestled. Uh, it wrestle. was it was a tough watch. I thought Andrade and Jay Lethal looked good. Uh, I thought Jeff looked fine, uh, but it was it was a tough watch, Scotty. It, it it was hard. It was hard for me to watch at a certain point. It's just like, all right, let's. We gotta wrap this up, man. We gotta wrap this whole thing up. I, I had people asking me about it, like that don't watch really anything outside of uh, like an AEW or WWE, and they're like, well, they're like, one, why did you watch it? Two, how was it? I was like, it was bad. Like it was exactly what you expect, truthfully, but it might have been even worse than what you expected. I would go as That's far what... and say it hurt the spectacle of Ric Flair to me. Not maybe not spectacle. Uh, he heard that long ago. He me. heard that long ago. That's also true. Uh, you know, he heard that when it, when the the Vice thing came out, um, or that was hurt when the Vice thing came out. Um, but just the idea of just you know the wrestler Ric Flair, or whatever. It's just like this is not how I want to remember Ric Flair, and that's what people were saying going in. This is not how I want to so remember. Who told Ric you Flair. this was a lot like the movie The Wrestler? Oh, probably. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. I haven't seen it either, but I do want to see it. It's um, good. But yeah, I, I thought the match was awful. I thought it, it was just it it's better that it, I'm happy it's already gone. Like I'm happy we're over with it. So now I never have to think about it again. Well, speaking about old people wrestling, let's talk about Noah's N one victory coming around the corner. Uh, it's gonna have its see, first now this is gonna be all good old people wrestling. Oh, it is gonna be good old people wrestling, baby. <laughs> this tournament's hype. like fantastic night one is this thursday of the n1 victory tour uh uh it is two block round robin style tournament 
with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people in each block. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, who was going to be in the tournament, uh, had to be withdrawn from it due to visa issues. And Kenny Okada uh, defeated Inamora, which I would have loved Inamora in that spot. Uh, but he, uh, Okada Inamora not being in it's very weird to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but Okada, it's a good spot for him, so that's fine. Uh, so he's taking Thatcher's spot in Block B. But ultimately, night one is happening this Thursday, August 11th. Um, uh, everyone's wrestling in the first match, so the first night. So let's talk about night one here. Uh, talk about what we got in front of us. Um, we have, we'll go match by match and maybe talk about who we think. Uh, and what, maybe let's let's talk about who we think is going to win the match and what do you think their chances are um, uh, of winning the whole tournament. You know, maybe mm. that's maybe that's mm. the idea. Good idea. Um, I don't know how we grade that. What? How do we grade? We that? also need to do the G one thing. I just remembered. So G one update. How do we grade it? Yeah, let's say like, what's the percent chance of you think them winning the tournament? Um, do so, one out of ten. Do one out of ten. That works. Um, so B block official night. Uh, this is night one. This is Katsuka Hiko Nakajima versus Masaki Amiya. And night one, opening Ooh. off the whole night. Ooh, former former tag team part. Former tag team uh, partners that exploded in a cage match. I think Nakajima's gonna be like seven. He's won two in a row. <laughs> that is true. I, I think seven's a good number. I would maybe say six just because of the whole uh, DDT debacle. Yeah, 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 I don't think that matters. Yeah, I think they're over it by now. And those back for their biggest show of the year. I don't think they care anymore. That might be true. Um, and then Kiyomiya. I think Kiyomiya. I think ultimately. I could see Kiyomiya winning this one if we're going to maybe yeah. build to the idea of Nakajima. I'm giving Kiyomiya five. Of the whole thing? Yeah. I'd give him a four. I'd give him a four. He's the, he's, I think he's on, le- on the latter half of the so chance. You, so you're doing the Jeopardy thing to me? Not the Jeopardy thing. The uh, Price is Right thing to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, yeah highest, I don't know how we would figure that out. But anyways, <laughs> uh, A block, we have Masato Tanaka versus Anthony Green. Uh, Masato Tanaka doesn't have a high chance, but he should have a great tournament. Probably four. I give him like a five Tanaka. I think he's dead even. Uh, he's not going to win. No, he's not going to win. He's probably a three. Probably four or three. Yeah, he's probably lower, but I'll just say four. What about Anthony Green? What do you think Anthony Green's chances are winning this whole thing are? Zero. <laughs> I'll go one dead one there. Uh, in case everyone got injured. No, Anthony Green is the only guy left. Anthony Green will win it. Uh, do you think Green's going to open... Uh, open the night with a open the tournament with a win over Tanaka ECW legend Tanaka. No, he's no because Tanaka's the zero uh, one champion. So no. Ooh, politics at play. That's probably a good point. Unless Anthony, oh, Green... at least don't lose to him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, B block night one. We have uh, Matsukatsu Funaki taking on the now Kenya Okada. Thatcher would have been a cool spot here, but obviously not, not anymore. So we got Okada. I mean, Funaki, I think, is going to win this one, win the spot. Um, yep. He will put me to sleep, as he always does. I, have, I would have imagined that Thatcher would have won this and maybe challenged for the title later. Um, I could see yeah, that. That would have been nice. Does Okada do that? I don't think so. Um, Okada's chances, I'll give him a one as well. Funaki, sorry, sorry. a four. I was, I was looking at the G1 matches. <laughs> Well, you were going over that for uh, Tuesday, and I saw Naito versus Kenta. I got excited. Um, 
Yeah, no, Funaki wins. I um I don't like Funaki like no. at all. Uh-huh. Um I think his chances are probably like a four. Um and uh Kinyo Kyle's is a one. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the Anthony Green boat. Uh also night one we have uh Masaki Mokjazuki uh versus Hideki Suzuki. Ooh, that's sweet. That's, that's sweet. sweet. Uh Mokjazuki's probably about like a three or four. Um, Suzuki, I'm gonna give like a six. I'll give, six him, a, I'll give him a slap of five I, on Suzuki. I would be shocked if he's in contention that final day. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Suzuki wins the, here. How do you beat the man that doesn't like to get beat? <laughs> By putting him against, I don't know, Fujita him versus Fujita is gonna be the greatest watch of all time. That is going to be I a draw. Gonna be so I'm gonna excited. call it now. I, there might not so like going into these matches when I watch them, that's gonna be like the number one match that I don't want to be spoiled for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my money in. I would put my house payments on that being a draw. That match. And that's the best part. I hope they just stand there and just like, yeah, we're not doing this. They do the Fujita match where they just look stare and look at each other yeah. for twenty minutes. That's the yeah, yeah. I think Suzuki's the first night. I think Suzuki's gonna win this match. Um, yeah, six man tag. Who cares? Suzuki's great, by the way. Uh, we got the battle of the interviews. Uh, Kaito Kiyomiya taking on Jack Morris and night one. Sublime every time, sublime every time. You know, we're Uh, rooting for Jack Morris here. As much as I want to root for Jack Morris, I I think his chances are like a three. Yeah, um, I don't think he has the lowest chances. No, I think his, yeah, I think he has. If I had to say it, he has higher chances than Anthony Green and Okada. Yeah, that sounds so weird. <laughs> Morris has higher chances than Okada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, give me, give me Quote it. Quote card. Give me the quote card. Post it. <laughs> um, it is Kaito Kaito is probably like a nine. I was gonna, I was gonna 10, say nine. He's he's got to be the favorite. He's he to me he's a nine. I don't maybe I don't know if he's my pick to win it all. Oh, he's he's in the conversation. I'll he's in that. the conversations for sure. For sure. I, I think I'm mean, he he might be my pick to win it all. I'm looking he's at the rest of this. Pick. Looking at the rest of this. I think he's a 10 for me. I think he's gonna win it. You know, you got you got Just the call him Sean Spears. <laughs> you got the Muto stuff in him, so you know that's gonna help his booking. Um Dude, I hope he hits so many shining wizards. I hope I hope, I hope he does a I love Jack Morris, but I want his face to get Shining Wiz so bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Jack Morris is great. Check out that interview. It was a really good interview. Jack Morris even said that he wants this to be his match. Of the, he thinks this will be match of the night. Um, yeah, he did say that. I mean, solid shot, honestly. I don't, think, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. It'll be tough to beat the main event, but I agree. <laughs> I think there's a shot. Mm-hmm. Or tough to beat uh, Kojima Segura. In my eyes. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, but, you know, Jack Morris is really hoping for this match to be really good. Um, you know, so I'm excited well, to see what this will be. There's only one person who can control that. Him. That's true. Uh, and Kiyomiya, that should be really good. Um, uh, Jack Morris' chances, yeah, probably like a three or something. Uh, another match, um, yeah. we have... Uh, <laughs> I I love Noah's website and more more so that I what I love about Noah's website, it does the auto translate. Um so instead of um uh, instead of Kano, it just says Fist King, and I just always pop for that. But we have Kano taking on uh El Hijo de Dr. Wagner Jr. Um 
I mean, Cano is obviously the champion right now, the GHC heavyweight champion at the moment. Uh, that shop. I would give him an eight of uh, chance of winning. I'm probably giving him an eight. He has good chances still. Dr. Uh, Wagner. Dr. Wagner, a two, I'll say. Um, uh, yeah. He's, he's, he has. Now that Timothy Thatcher's gone, he probably has, I think, the best chances out of the uh, non Japanese talent. Mm, interesting. He's been around there for a while, too. So that's um, true. That being said, four. Um, <laughs> it's not a lot of chances. I'm just saying he has the best chance. The fact that also Cano has the title, I think he's 100% winning this specific match as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, a match you and I have circled in our hearts and minds and souls for a century now. Uh, B Block, Takeshita Sakura versus Satoshi Gojima. Uh, these two these two should get a lot of credit, I think, for how far they'll go in this tournament. I think I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know people hate the like old thing in New uh, not New Japan in Noah, but like if Takashi Sagura won this tournament, I'd be so <laughs> me too. You and I would be <laughs> screaming for the rafters like, yeah, I'd be like, let's fucking go, let's go. <laughs> this is what we signed up for. Um, and I, I think he and I wouldn't a- be upset if Kojima won either. No, I wouldn't either. I think he's another favorite, truthfully. Um, it would be weird if he won after losing the title, but this reason he's in this tournament. Uh, for Sagira, I'm going to go like a seven. I really want to say eight. I really want to say, say eight. Same. I would really want to say. I really want to say nine. Kojima, but... Kojima like, around the same too. I think they have uh, good chances. I think for me, it's Sagira's seven. Kojima's eight. I think Kojima just has yeah. a slight, maybe. You give know, me the Segura win. I need it now. Give oh, me, yeah. give me the Segura win. Who do you think's winning this match? Do you think it's the Segura? <laughs> this match, this match is like a fifty-fifty to- coin flip for me. <laughs> I'm just happy it's happening. Okay, I'm yeah. just happy it's happening. This should be the main event. What are we doing? I think Kojima's winning. I think he's going to politic a win. Over over Segura. I don't think Kojima's a big politicker. I don't think he like he cares as much. I don't think he's as big of a politicker the, as the other dude people. Literally gets wrecked in New Japan. That's true. Every I, single time he shows up. I don't think he's as much of a politicker as other people. I do this isn't think Kazuyuki over here. That's true. Uh, I don't think he's as much of a politicker. He does come from the school of Muto, um, but he also understand he Hiroshi Tanahashi does too, and he doesn't listen. I think Kojima is a politicker <laughs> that understands putting over new talent. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for his match versus Kaito. That's actually the last uh, night. That should be good. That should be fun. Um, because of their story, but yeah, I can't wait for this one. This is the most uh, one of the most exciting matches of the tournament for me. Yeah, uh, and then well, There's a lot of them. The only other exciting match I have for me is Fujita versus Anthony Green because I think that's a two minute squash. <laughs> He's gonna kick that poor guy's head off. <laughs> so bad for Anthony Green. Uh, and then our main event. through the fucking. Floor. <laughs> <laughs> the main event is going to be Fujita. Uh, the afferma- aforementioned. I just Fujita. need to see that conversation. Oh, of Anthony Green and Fujita <laughs> discussing the match. So hey, I like I have some ideas. No, <laughs> nah, man. You, you, there's only one way this is going. <laughs> 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 Anthony Green's like, all right, I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so should go right. Yep, Kazuyuki Fujita main event versus Go Shiyazaki. No the title match we on the never line. Got. Match never got. No title on the line. 
What do you think the odds are go winning here? Uh, winning this match. I, I, pff, no title well, on the listen, line. Fujita needs to lose. He needs to lose like, some matches. He needs to lose some of the matches here. How many? He has Suzuki. He, you know what's funny about that Suzuki Fujita match? That could definitely be a match he'd be okay with losing, though. <laughs> I agree. He in his um, block in his block he has Kano, the champion, Goshiyazaki, Tanaka, Mochizuki, Suzuki, Wagner Jr., and Anthony Green. I think I can see Tanaka beating him. Yeah, I think Fujita wins here. I think Fujita has like a seven shot, um, and I think Go has a. Eight or nine? I think Vegeta has a nine and Go has an eight chance. I winning. think you are so swayed on the fact that he never likes to lose that you just expect him to never lose in this tournament. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. it's more of he should never lose because Vegeta's the best wrestler of all time. Old Ironhead over there. I'm he was a good wrestler. I just want to put that up. Like, yeah, good. I enjoy Ironhead. I loved him. I saw his G1 Climax run. Good. Good stuff. Bless you. Uh, you know, he's the guy that lost the title to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> his career is fascinating to me. It's just... It's, it is. It is. Yeah, it he, is. he he. Yeah, you're right. I believe he did lose. He lost the IWGP Championship to Brock Lesnar in 2005 in a three-way including Chono. Including Chono. And even like eight minutes. And, Fuji- <laughs> and, and Fujita didn't even get pinned in the match. <laughs> That's even better. Nah, he was doing it back then. He was like, "Who, who the fuck, who the hell is this Brock Lesnar guy?" And then, and then there was a rematch. Little did he know, Brock Lesnar would go on to be a UFC world champion. There was, they were going to have a rematch, <laughs> and then uh, Fujita withdrew from the match. Didn't even have a rematch for the title because he knew he was going to lose that probably. See, now he'd be okay with it because Brock Lesnar is a UFC world champion. That actually probably is true. Uh, Give but, me that match. That would rock now. Oh my god, they just stiffed the shit out of each other. That'd be fantastic. Um, did you know that he was also in the Inoki Genome Federation? Which, by the way, when Ryan hasn't seen anything, we gotta watch this match. We gotta hunt down this match. Ready? Kazuyuki Fujita versus Bobby Lashley. Yep. Need it. <laughs> that is we need it. to watch I think we need to watch every Brock Lesnar IWGP title match as well. It's not many. It's <laughs> not many. Nope. Uh, oh, but there are some, and that is enough. <laughs> I I, I want to go out of my oh, way to watch that. Classifies as a what the fuck match. Uh, a what the a Bobby Lashley versus Fujita match? Yeah, that's as that's as close as we can get. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to seek that out. Uh, seek that out. It's gonna be tough to watch that probably. Um, but yeah, and then that's that's the N one. Uh, that, that is the night one of the N one. Uh, our thoughts of who's gonna win it. So my pick to win it all was Kaito Kiyomiya. I think Kaito. Uh, has a really good shot. He's on the B block side. So, um, you know, he's, I mean, there's only people that really fight him against would probably be Kojima and Nakajima maybe, but I think Kimi has a good shot. A's block side. I think, you know, Vegeta, Goshiyazaki, really, I don't know about Kano. I would say maybe Kiyomiya versus Goshiyazaki. We'll see. What What are you laughing about over there? Bobby Lashley and Bob Sapp versus <laughs> Kazuyuki Fujita and Kendo Cashin. <laughs> that's a match of the week right there. That's a boy howdy oh match right there. God, that's, that's that's more than a match of the week. That's an all-timer right there. 
I'm gonna go out. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best to hunt down this match. You, I don't think it exists, unfortunately. I'm t- I'll, be, um, I'll. I'll be the judge of that. Who am I picking to win? Who am I picking to win? Well, I talked myself into wanting Segura to win, so that was cool. Um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Kaito. Kaito Kiyomiya. Kaito Kiyomiya, and I think on the other block, who's on the other block? I think we get Kaito versus. I don't know who's in the other one. Uh, Kano, Funaki, Kida. Funaki, Nakajima, Sagura, Kitamiya, the other Kitamiya, not Kiyomiya, Kitamiya, Kojima, Okada. No, Morris. wrong block. The other block. The oh, other A block. block. Uh, Kano, Fujita, Goshizaki, Tanaka, Mochizuki, Suzuki, Wagner, Green. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick Kimi. Uh, I think I think he's the best shot, honestly. If there was an upset, I, if there was an upset, I would say maybe Kojima. To be fair, and then we can do Ko- and then we can do Kojima versus Kano again. So we'll see. Uh, it also should be said that the final night of the N1 Victory Tournament, there will be a Muto match. Well, not really. It won't be a Muto match, but there'll be a great Muda match. At the finals of this tournament, not during the tournament, but on the night of the on the card, there's going to be a great oh, so Muda match. Two more great Muda matches. Um, the final ones in January. Well, I actually don't know because when the website that I was reading that announced this said that uh, this might be his last Muta's. Uh, let's see. So this is from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah uh, Twitter account. This official statement, we are pleased to inform you that the great Muto will appear at Pro Wrestling Noah's N1 Victory Grand Final at Edeon Arena Osaka Stadium in Osaka, September 3rd. The great Muto first appeared on Japanese soil at the at Osaka Professional Gym, now called the Edeon Arena. Muta's, finals, Muta's final appearance in Osaka coincides with the N1 Victory Grand Final. Um, so it's his final appearance in Osaka, in the city of Osaka. I guess uh, that is that is the selling point here. Not necessarily match that na- last match of Noah, but Great Muta will be wrestling upcoming um, uh, on the N one Victory Final night. Night, so stay tuned for that. Um, when you ask who wins, we win. Of course, of course. Uh, we don't Give have a lot of flaming boot. We don't have a lot of time here left. Do you want to talk about the G1 Climax or do you want to talk about yeah, Impact Emergence? Yeah, I just Emergence? realized we're in the last weekend of it. Or week. Week? Uh, final stretch? Final, final stretch. stretch. Perhaps. Final night is going to be on the oh, 18th of Oh, right. I'm away for the final. Yeah. So mm-hmm. away. Um, oh, my God, dude. I'm screwed. Yeah. I you want to talk about that? Have picked a, yeah. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk. This is more important than the uh, standings. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to next week. And yeah. um, oh, there's the G1 that's ending then. There's the Stardom X Stardom show. I'm deleting Twitter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like For that, I'm not getting spoiled for Stardom X Stardom. I'm excommunicating everyone. No offense. <laughs> I, will, I will be out of commission that entire day. Uh, the G1 finals, whatever. I will. I probably will catch that while I'm on vacation because there'll be a time. There'll be dead time. Uh, but yeah, I... Um, I'm actually taking a vacation for once, so yeah. I'm going to have to slow down on wrestling for, like, two seconds. And I'm already starting to, like, freak out about it, so it's okay. 
I think it's well well deserved, well deserved vacation for you. So I don't I don't want to be too worried about it. If I were you, I'm worried about it. There's so much. Right? <laughs> There's so much. There's so much. The M1 victory is going on. Stardom McStardom's happening. The G1's finishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. West Coast Pro has the West Coast Cup coming up. I can't believe you just said that to me. Um, I mean, it's not. It's not. At it's least a- all outs. At least all outs not happening. That would have been really bad. No, yeah, that would have. You would have just canceled your vacation at that point. Probably, yeah, I probably would have. Um, yeah, the, the the cup is interesting, but it's not going to be the coolest thing. The coolest thing and when is it comes be... to recording, I uh, yeah, I yeah. gotta catch up on a lot before we record that episode when I get back. So yeah, we'll figure it out. When do when when week situation? When do you leave? I leave the. I leave at like 7 a.m. on the 15th. So we and we could record next Sunday if that's up. If you're, you know. Yeah, we'll just have to do it early because I have to go to like something that day. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, we can record. We can so record. We'll, we'll still be a back. Episode. Yeah, we'll be back next week uh, easily peasily. Yeah, um, it's just the week after that. That'll be the uh, experience. We'll probably record like Tuesday or Wednesday so I can catch up on everything. Yeah, we'll figure that out. And we'll let you all know, folks. Give me the G1 points, though, because I have no idea what they are. Sure. Uh, Let me load those up real quick. Um, G1 Climax, of course, is still happening. Uh, Night 12, sorry, night 13 was this morning of the 20-night tournament block. Um, uh, Oh, wait, that's not. Yeah, so current standings uh, at the moment um, with only a couple matches left for most people only have two Two matches, it looks like, left. Some people have one match left. A couple people have three. But for the most part, it's, it's you know, most people... I don't think anyone's done. Just looking over real quick. No, no one's done done. Everyone has at least one match left. Um, but the current standings are, in block A, we have a tie for first place. Jonah versus Okada. With, as unveiled this morning, Jonah has a pinfall victory over Okada. So... What a what a surprise there! With six... I have some questions. I have some questions. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Just why? <laughs> why? What? Um. Why? Why? Um. Yeah. Why? Um. Why not? Here's yeah, here's the why on. not. Here's the why not. Uh, because Jonah's not going to win. Uh, uh, so why not give him this match when you know Okada still has to face? You already gave him Jeff Cobb. Who Okada? No, Jonah. You already had to beat Jeff Cobb. That's true. That's true. They're putting. They're trying. I think they're trying to put Jonah in the same field as Cobb. I think that's Isn't the Jonah idea. Yano. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Cobb hasn't faced Yano yet, so that's something. Um. Uh, yeah, no, I think they're trying to put him in the same sphere as Cobb. And I think beating Okada was the way to do it, probably. Okada is still going to win probably the block. I mean, he still has to face Lance Archer and Tom Lawler, um, who I believe... Uh, they're Thank not... God, those are the two matches I've been waiting for. Yeah, so those should be exciting. I don't necessarily... They both have four points, so that... I, I, I need to say this to everyone. This is going to be the first Okada match I watched since night one. Really, the Jonah the Jonah match. It. Yeah, you didn't watch Fale. No, you didn't watch Yano. No, 
I haven't watched a single one of their matches. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, so you got Jonah and Okada of six points. With four points, cool. we have Jeff Cobb, Badlick Filey, Lance Archer, Tom Lawler. Um, I don't know if any of them particularly are. I don't think any of them are specifically on the. I mean, all of them are on the verge of elimination. I think if any of them lose their next match, they're probably done. Done, done. Um, I think all of them. I think if anything, Fale might be considered eliminated. Um, because he's the only one that only has one match left, so he technically has more losses. The highest point. A little scrappy wrestling tonight, huh? Is a little scrappy wrestling tonight? Little scrappy? Who is little scrappy? Yeah. We're talking about G One Climax, and you're bringing up little scrappy. Who the hell's right. that? Uh, I think he's like. Never mind. Just continue. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you talking about? Uh, um. Yeah, I, uh, Lawler, Archer, Cobb all have the chance to maybe still win, but Okada Okada's and Jono will have to lose all Okada. the matches. Okada's win. Yeah. Okada. And then officially... Let's, let's not be silly here. No, yeah. And then officially out and eliminated the tournament is Yano with two points of only Cobb left to wrestle. That's a victory. That's a victory, baby. <laughs> uh, block B, we have at eight point, eight point at the top of the block, we have Jay White. Um, he's won all of his matches. Chase Owens, Great Okan, Sonata, Ishii. I've also heard great things about o- the Okan match being great. Uh, he still has to face Tama Tonga and Taichi. So, uh, at the very least, probably going to maybe beat Taichi. Maybe he'll oh, lose to Tama no, Tonga. No. Give me that Tama Tonga. Give me that Taichi win and world title defense, baby. Give it to me. I need it. I need it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it. I'm not um, who else win? Wait, so what's, what's the rest of the points? The rest of the points are a bunch of people of four. Tama Tonga, Sonata, Taichi, and Chase Owens. Chase Owens is eliminated because he only has one match left. Uh, we win. So the most you can get is six, so he's done. Sonata has two matches left at four points, so he could get eight, but Jay White will have to lose all of his matches. Um, but then he would tie and still lose to White, so Sonata is essentially eliminated. Um, Taichi, Taichi has three matches left, so if and one of them includes Jay White, so if he wins all of his matches and Jay White loses all of his matches, then Taichi can win the block. Um, and Tamatonga, after my Taichi state, and Tamatonga is in the same exact boat. Three matches with a match against Jay White upcoming, so. If he wins all his matches and beats uh, Jay White and Taichi, I so guess. What I'm hearing is Jay White should just win the block. Right now, it's pretty. It's pretty much Jay White, Tamatanga, and Taichi. That is pretty much it. Is I it, think it would be smart to have Jay White win the block. Oh yeah, I think I think we're heading to a. I mean, that I can. Means s- Okada doesn't have to win the tournament. I can see him sweeping the block. Honestly, good. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then with. God forbid champions are booked very strong in a round robin tournament. And then with two points, we have Great Okan and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, that was an absolute crime if Chase Owens has more points than them. Uh, yeah, I believe Chase Owens has beaten. He beat both of them. Yes, you're right. He has beaten both of them. Oh, man. Uh, block C, we have Hiroshi. New Japan isn't back. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. with both six points. Go, Ace! You're talking about, I need it. You're talking about Zack Sabre Jr., right? right? Shut the hell up. <laughs> I need it. I need it so bad. I know he's not going to win, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that they've given me hope. He's beaten Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. That's true. 
He's beaten the two other fave. I knew he it. beat. He beat evil. I literally. I, he did beat that. Match was very exciting. Um, I need Tanahashi to win. So I know he's not going to, but I want him to win so bad. Okada literally said, "You know, it's been a while, Tanahashi. I'll see you in the finals." <laughs> <laughs> You're lying to me. <laughs> We have to fucking see Okada versus Naito 75. Uh, Tanahashi has six points. Uh, he has still have to face Kenta and Goto. Uh, he does have a win oh. win victory over Saber. So if they end up tying, he'll ultimately win the block. Saber has two matches left too, and that's against Naito and Evil, um, which Tanahashi has also beaten. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, Tanahashi looking pretty good for him so far. Uh, with, four, with four points in the block, we have Goto, Naito, and Evil. Um, Goto, he has two matches left. Uh, Tanahashi and Evil, he would have to win both of those, and Tanahashi would have to lose both of his matches to win the block. Naito, he has two matches left as well. He's already beaten Goto, so he has to win Saber and Kenta to win the block. Uh, and Evil has two matches left to go as well, and he has to beat Goto and Saber um as well here so i need some more respect for kenta yeah kenta yeah kenta has only gotten two points so far but he's still got three matches left so we'll see it's still kind of anybody's game in this block there's still chances to 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 eke out here but we'll see two point two points in that c block aaron hanari and kenta uh kenta (laughs) or aaron hanari only has one match he's officially eliminated uh kenta has three matches so with two points he can get up to eight points so he could win if everyone else loses every single match but that's impossible so kenta's essentially eliminated as well that sucks um i'm gonna openly weep if uh tanahashi wins i think kenta has a good chance of maybe playing spoiler on tanahashi which i think is the final night for those two that's the last match for those both of them so i think there's a chance he could play spoiler but we'll see um, and then block D uh, is David Finley has six points. The only person with six points. Uh, David Finley uh, has two matches left uh, against Yoshihashi and El Phantasmo. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Shingo Takagi, Will Ospreay, Yujiro Takahashi, and Yoshi- Yoshihashi and Juice Robinson all have four points. So this block is really anybody's game. Osprey has two matches left. Takagi has two matches left. Robinson has one match left, so probably he's essentially eliminated. Out. Yeah, he he's out. Huge. He lost to Yuji. Yes. yes, he did. He lost to Takashi. He, he lost to big, Finley. I want to give some credit to Juice. Mm-hmm. Rock hard, my guy. My guy. Uh, he has been excellent as a heel, and I just want to put yeah. that out there. Um, Yoshihashi has three matches left, so he is probably the best shot out of any guys, any of these guys to win the block. Uh, fan, should. Uh, that being said, it's against Yujiro Takahashi, uh, David Finley, the current block leader, and Will Ospreay. So we'll see how that goes for him. Uh, <laughs> El Fantasmo, uh, El Fantasmo, uh, oh, no, sorry, sorry. And then the other person with four points is Yujiro Takahashi. He has two points, but it's against Yoshihashi and Takagi, so we'll see how that goes. El Fantasmo is the only person with two points. Uh, he has left to face Shingo and David Finley, so he is eliminated as well. 
Um, okay, so. Hmm. All right. Do you have a grasp on who's winning this? Um, I think Okada's got block A, Jay White's got block B. Um who's Will Osprey that left to face? Osprey has to face Robinson, Yoshihashi. David Finley has left to face Yoshihashi Phantasmo. Um David Finley's not winning the block. I I I mean it's I think he's got a chance. I think he's got an outside chance. It's going to come down to Finley, Takagi, and Osprey. Finley has the pin over Osprey. Finley also has the pin over Shingo. So uh, Shingo and Osprey have to win like all of their matches to beat Finley. Um, and Shingo has the pin over Osprey. Uh, that is also true. So, by the way, match of the tournament. If that shocks anyone. Yeah, Osprey is going to have to win all of his matches to maybe win the whole thing. And David Finley and Shingo have to lose all their matches. By default, now we have a chance to see uh, Osprey versus Takagi again for the IWGP US title. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we stay winning. Yeah, Osprey has to win all of his matches to potentially win, assuming Finley and Shingo don't only win one. You know, that's that's pretty much what we got in front of us. Interesting. Uh, uh, well, Finley actually has to win zero of his matches. Shingo can win one. Um, so I, I think right there, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if David Finley wins. I think that's it's cool, I guess. I'm not standing for that. Block C, I'm going with Sabre Jr. I'm going to go with Zach Sabre Jr. Ugh. And then the whole thing, uh, probably Okada. Ugh. Chalk, chalk, chalk pick. What do you think? What do you think? This company's so boring. Ugh. Like, uh, talk to me, Scotty. I, talk to me. I still think I still think Naito should win if we're gonna pick anyone. But like Okada winning two years in a row just to face Jay White again, so lame. Yeah. Naito oh. still has to face Saber and Kenta. That's who we got. That's who he's got in front of him. He has to. Uh, Naito has to, you know, if he wins both of those matches, that's six, eight points. Tanahashi uh, has already beaten Naito, so Tanahashi can't win any other matches. Can't, Tanahashi has to lose to Goto and Kenta. So, so looking at the last night for Naito to win, Naito, Saber Jr., Will Ospreay, Shingo, Dave Finley's not winning. He's not even on the last night. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's Shingo or Osprey, as it should be. Yeah. And uh, it looks like it'll be Sabre Jr. or Naito. So there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Winner of that will win. It's probably going to be Tanahashi, Naito, Sabre. Kento will play spoiler on Tanahashi, and then it'll come down to Sabre, Naito. Do you know what the other C-block match of the night is? What is that? Goto versus Evil. Yeah, baby! No Tanahashi. That's a what's the what's the opposite of spoiler? Like like he's like evil's threatening victory <laughs> to win the block. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like he's um, like Ishi versus Sonata and Tonga versus Jay White. Okay, so Jay White has to be winning. Yeah, Sonata and, and Ishii are already Ishii's already eliminated, so that's a whatever match. Jonah versus Bad Luck Folly. Bad Luck Folly is absolutely beating Jonah. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> Uh, you say that now, but 
I wouldn't be at all shocked. That's actually that's, that's Jonah. That's Balak Folly's only match left. Thank God for everyone's eyes. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's Okada. I think it's Jay White. I think maybe you're right. It's Saber versus Naito. Maybe what are they? I mean, they Dude. could do they could do Naito and then Naito Osprey, Os, Naito Shingo. Probably Dude, Naito. Do you Osprey. know how bad it would be if they did Jay White versus Okada again, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the finals, they did Okada versus Naito again. That's maybe the fourth time they've done that match this year. They, I think it's four. I think it might be five. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of they matches. Did, they did the first title defense for Okada, New Japan Cup title defense. Yeah, it'd be four. Yeah, it's that's uh, it's a it's a thing. Um, that's too many. Yeah, but that's that's um, G1 right. Climax. I think, I mean, overall, I think Okada's probably got this one in the bag. Uh, eh, <sighs> no, I, I mean, outside chance of someone else winning. I mean, I mean, maybe Osprey wins and well, Osprey versus White, but I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. That's two Have they heels. Done that match. Um, I don't think they've done it since he became United Empire, at least. I. Don't you think That's so? I don't. Just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry. What? Nothing. I said anyways from ethics. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's hurtful or not. Uh, what am I looking up? Jay White. Jay White versus. I mean, they certainly obviously had singles matches. Before. Called them like a bitch yesterday or something or today. I was like, wow, that's nice. Uh, they faced in the 2020 G1. There we go. 2020. Who won that match? Will Ospreay. Hmm, interesting. He wasn't... He wasn't... That's a protected match. That's he a, wasn't United Empire, though. No, but that is that is a protected match. It's two years... They've only... They've had two singles matches, ever. The in, other one in New Japan? In Ring of, no, ever, ever. Ever. The other one came at, at the Ring of Honor New Japan World of War of the Worlds in 2017. Great match. Jay White was a, was a young lion back then? Yeah, it was on excursion. That Osprey was a great match. Was a, it was a little shrimp. Yeah, that's correct. That's a really so, protected match. They've only done the match once before. I could. Uh, they might do that at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, because then it'll be Will Osprey wins this whole thing. Then we get Wrestle Kingdom: Will Osprey versus Jay White, Bullet Club versus United Empire, the fate of America on 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 the precipice of destruction. Uh. Hmm. They probably won't do that at risk. Uh well he has the title. We'll have to see. There's a lot there's a lot to be had still. That's interesting. Yeah. That's oh, a I mean that's a possible I mean would you would you rather do that? I mean oh well there's also multiple nights of Wrestle Kingdom, so who gives a shit? If I had my call, we would get Tanahashi versus Jay White. Mm-hmm. They have history and that's literally who Jay White was taunting the entire time he was about to win the title against Okada. Yep. And then you you know maybe you do Osprey versus White too. Um, I don't know. I just think Okada is so like expected. Yeah, so let's let's change it up. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Stop falling into the thing where you just have the same person win every year. You literally did it with Kota Bushi. That's true. Um, all right. Well, that is it. Look where that got you. Sorry. That is it with this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Thank you all of our day ones that have been with us since the very beginning of the show. Oh. One year anniversary in the books. 
Uh, we'll be back next week for an all new episode as well. Scotty. Yeah, we got Quake by the Lake, baby. Chant title defense. Jericho versus Moxley. We also have the the uh, Lucha match, the Lucha tag, which should be amazing. And um, Scotty's favorite Addison match. Reigns, yep. Card, <laughs> yep. There it is. Um, there's something else on there that's really good that I can't remember, and it's bothering me. I'll look it up for Shit. you. I'll look it up oh, for you. Oh, no. I will. I, I will. Jeez, he's attempting. Oh, coffin match. Brody King and Darby. Yes, that should be good. That should That should be great as well. Uh, match of the week. Is that what you're looking for from me? Uh, plugs and match of the week. Yeah. Can I say Shingo versus Osprey? If you like. Well, does it count? Did we talk about it technically or not? Not really. Then yeah, that one. That one, that, that match is good. Um, I agree. (laughs) My match of the week would honestly be the women's tag. Um, but we've already talked about that. Kind of. I mean, we kind of talked about it, but I, I really love that match. Um, just take mine. It's fine. What's that? You just take mine. Take your. Oh wait, no, we don't do that. We always enter. We always answer different ones. Yes, 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 yes. I am going to say. Match say Moxie versus Old Mancer. I. You liked. I. I. I get higher and higher in pitch. Uh, I'm going to say. <clears throat> I'm going to say Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. Really good match. Really good match between them. I thought it was a good showing for young Yuta there. And I thought Jericho looked pretty good. Jericho looked pretty good in that match. Excited for for Quake by the Lake. Anything to plug, Scotty? No. All right. Well, I'll plug our Patreon. Um, which is the going to patreon.com forward slash countout pod. Uh, that's where we have all of our countout network has all of his shows and stuff have bonus content there. Three different tiers, $3 tier, $5 tier, $10 tier. Uh, $3 tier is very simple. It's just $3 a month to get, um, to just support the show. We would obviously greatly appreciate it. Uh, we have a couple of people that are $3 tiers and stuff, so we greatly appreciate them. Uh, and you get bonus content. If you're on the $5 tier, you get that show. Ryan hasn't seen anything. It's the ability to watch me and Scotty react to matches that I've never seen in my life. Uh, last week, we uh, unveiled uh, the first episode, which was Kenny Omega versus... No, sorry. No, yes, Kenny Omega versus... Um, uh, um, Kenny Omega versus Okada. That was match number one. Uh, and tomorrow, uh, we're going to release schedules every other week, but tomorrow we're going to do another a special week bump for episode two. That's going to be um, John Cena versus CM Punk as episode two. Uh, so get ready for that one. Yes, I haven't seen that match either. All right, get off get off my back. Um, so yeah, it's so... impressive feat that you have accomplished. <laughs> thank you so much, sir. So tomorrow... Uh, will be the second episode of Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything uh, on the $5 tier of the Count of Patreon. Again, patreon.com forward slash Count Pod. John Cena versus CM Punk. You can see me react and my thoughts, my immediate thoughts to that match as it unfolds and the aftermath of such match. Um, so definitely go check that out. Subscribe to the Patreon today. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, and go check out that match. 
So uh, beyond that, you can follow me at Twitter at Ryan Knights. You can follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. He will deactivate his Twitter next week, so uh, it is what it is. <laughs> you're still gonna yeah, have... but you should follow me for tomorrow. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, your account's not gonna get canceled. You're just t- deleting no, the app no, off no. the phone. No, I I'm only deleting it on uh, the 20th through the 22nd. Yeah, I won't be around for that. Are you saying that you should follow your account for a special little thing for tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. You should definitely follow my account uh, because I'll be tweeting out something that everyone should probably want to give a listen to. And that is probably second episode of Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything on the Count Out Patreon. Uh, I will also be tweeting that out, but that is not what I was talking about. <laughs> People should still listen to it, though. Well, you yeah. should listen to that for sure. Uh, that was a great time. Yeah, uh, that was a good episode. Um, and yeah, you can follow the network as well at Count Up Pod. Um, so we very much appreciate it. Very much appreciate everyone that listened to the show. Uh, thank you so much. Um, go tell everyone about it. We'll be here hopefully for a long time. So we'll talk to you all later. We'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye. This has been a Count Out Podcast.